Geek Shock. So my uh, publisher went down to Laughlin to watch the game, but never... <laughs> He's looking for a soul to steal. Yes. <laughs> nice. He was in a bind. And he was way, way behind. behind. They couldn't find any souls in Laughlin. <laughs> <laughs> so he was going down to see the Super Bowl, and he came back, and you know he's he's kind of quirky. He will like just blow his plans off. So he so went wait, down to Laughlin. He went to Laughlin to go see the Super Bowl, and didn't actually watch the game because like, yeah, I didn't even get to bother watching the game. And I'm like, oh, it's okay. They didn't have one. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say he didn't miss much. <laughs> that was. You know, I know, I know that's that's the team from your area there, Andy. But man, that was the most boring Super Bowl I've seen I, in years. I see my prayers to Nurgle worked because yeah. that game was stagnant. Yeah. Oh my God! Yeah. You know, you know what's really uh, ironic about that game? Lowest scoring Super Bowl in history, largest margin of victory for the Patriots. Yeah, all their other Super Bowls were decided by eight points or less. Huh? <laughs> it's really. Ironic. The only Super Bowl in history to have no touchdowns in the first three quarters either. Yeah. They, they set a whole bunch of records. Not good records. Right. <laughs> <laughs> One of them was the longest punt in Super Bowl history. One was... Uh, uh, but it is uh, football. They longest, at least use their feet this time. Longest, yeah. longest amount of minutes in a Super Bowl before a touchdown was scored. Like the, the 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 only touchdown scored in the game was in the fourth quarter, and like something like seven minutes in to the fourth quarter, yeah. it was it was horrible. It was yeah, just it, I, I, not a good game. And, and the commercials what, weren't even that good. What no, really great were terrible. What really grates on my nerves is that Patriots team that we saw. I think would have been shellacked by the Saints. Yeah, uh-huh. and yes. I'm just Takes I'm time. just yeah. like mother. Fucker! Oh, yeah. thing, I don't. I don't really have a dog in this fight. All that I am from that area, but right. you know, I don't. I don't. You don't claim them I, as your hometown. I don't team? mind them. I don't, I'm not like you know, calling like them like like everybody so else. Like, oh, that's my our team, right? Our hometown yeah. team. Yeah, but five I. Uh, the Red Sox kind of ruined me for sports. I mean, uh, they they crushed my soul as, as, as a child. They just get to the playoffs and lose. Get to the playoffs and lose. Get. But to they've the, won. Tw- wow, they've won two. No, 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 right, right. No, 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 no. no, this all happened you, when I was a kid. So, sure. So that's what's imprinted on me. It's like I'll go. I enjoy watching the game, but I do not get invested in either side. If sure. I see a good Boston play. did not win for decades. decades anything. And decades yeah. and decades. Except for the Celtics. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 80s Celtics were great. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. It's always Todd bu- speaking sports. That's the what? thing. It's, I know more, more than I let on. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> What's always boggled me about uh, like people from the Boston area is like they talk about like oh all our teams are losers and I'm like didn't the Celtics win like four or five championships yeah. Yeah, in the NBA and they're like but the fucking Red Sox man and I'm yeah. like the and Sox even, the Bruins the Red even, Sox are the only ones that matter in that yeah. town but and that's the weird thing is like even now that they have won two World Series. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are like, I can't get my hopes up because they're going to blow it at the end of the well, year. And I'm like, again, that's that's how I grew up is 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 getting to August where they're just, they've been winning, they've been winning, and it's blah, 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 blah. so I enjoy watching a game, but I don't get invested in it. Yeah, my dad when I was out there watching the the games with my dad when I was out there working mm-hmm. this uh, fall, and he was we'd get home, you know, usually get home in the eighth or ninth inning, and he'd be just up and you know incredibly excited about it. So it was, it was fun to enjoy the. Secondhand uh, excitement for that, but yeah. you know, as far right. as the Patriots go, I don't feel strongly one way or the other. But I mean, 
I, I, I knew Kay and I couldn't be in the same room because I couldn't. If I said anything good about the Patriots, I would have been kicked out of the house. <laughs> yeah, fortunately, the friends I was with uh, uh, hate the Pats too. So we we were all suitably. God damn it! Oh, fuck! Oh, yeah. really? Really? Go- Yay! An interception! Oh, really? You god damn it! You really? Oh, oh wait, wait! Is this thing recording? Oh, sports, 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 sports. sports. Welcome to Geek Shock number four seventy four. I am Master Torgo. Hey, he's Jeff. Disappointed K. Fact checked Indy there. What you know, huh? Wow, that's my boss. What in there. the fuck? You know what? You go back to Boston. Stick your foot up your own ass. All right. Anyways, Maple Leaf Matt. Welcome back, Matt. Good yes. to have you. Well, fuck the Boston. Do- the Wait, fuck Coast. all you listeners in Boston. Fuck that town. Wait, I thought I got to keep Professor Addy. Uh, we, we tried, but uh, <sighs> but, but Matt strong arms people. We're stuck with him again. He's, he's <laughs> the most violent Canadian I've ever known. <laughs> I know Andy. He's, he's the only one can, Professor yeah. Addy. He didn't even blink an eye. No. It was oh. Andy was totally. Disappointed. I was, I was uh, presenting for him. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was like a really awkward moment too. He just, he's just like. Well, you're by him. It's it an was, awkward it moment. Was, every it was time. like, it was like very basic instinct. He was just kind of like slow motion sprint, and, and poor Addy's like looking directly at him, going, poor, poor. Do, "Do I look away or do I just own it so I don't look like I'm trying to look away?" Poor the Addy, part, the, the, poor Torgo. You just did the stairstone thing in front of me. The, uh, yeah, Andy led off with, "What are you gonna do? Arrest me for spilling?" <laughs> yeah. Oh. Wow. <laughs> Welcome back. Thank you. <laughs> Matt's like, I, I only miss one I could show. be sleeping Jeez. right now. <laughs> <laughs> I leave work for this. Yeah. Gentlemen, gentlemen, what geeky things you do this week? What geeky things have we not done? Oh, yeah. crazy town. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I saw a movie this week that I had missed in the theaters and oh. was actually quite surprised that it ended up being pretty good. It was uh, Upgrade. Oh, uh, I've heard oh. great a, things about Upgrade. It was a, one of the... There's so many Bloomhouse subcategories now. I can't remember which one this one was. Because like, it was like BH... It's always BH something now, like... BH Extreme or BH whatever, oh, okay. and then there's the proper Bloomhouse brand. But basically, the plot of the movie was there's a guy who's paralyzed, wife's killed in front of him. He gets this chip implanted in his neck that allows him to not only walk again but try to seek revenge on the people that killed his wife. But there's a few twists as the story goes on that I wasn't anticipating. Going, oh, this is actually a pretty interesting. And somewhat original idea, so I won't say any more in case anybody hasn't seen mm-hmm. it. But it was one of those movies last year that just kind of flew under the radar. Didn't get a lot of who's in it. Um, how, how? Uh, it's nobody you know. It's okay. it's all pretty well. Uh, how uh, long was he paralyzed for? I'm just curious. Was he? Like, um, oh, if I remember correctly, in the movie, technical. he's only paralyzed for like three months. Okay, so he still has muscles. Okay, yeah. like, it's just like oh, we put we put the chip in, and all of a sudden you can like karate fight. I'm like, no, you can't. Yeah, you can't. Fly. <laughs> Yeah, this is a Matrix motherfucker. I know Kung Fu. Bloomhouse is knocking it out of the park for low-budget cinema. Yeah. He's the key, he, Jason Bloom is the king of. Not everyone hits, but enough hits that he's making tons of money for his studios. Oh, yeah. Low budgets and typically pretty high returns. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, why not? It's Most of what it does is horror, and horror is the king of low-budget 
higher returns. Yeah, he's got a really good deal with Universal. I think Universal's doing like all the actual like distribution for him. Okay. But uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a pretty good deal for both of them because I remember when I was um, at Universal last, they had a lot of the Bloomhouse category and the you know the clips that you see a lot in the windows and like they'll say the name of the movie and the year that it was made and I all was right. like oh that's a that's a Bloomhouse show. So ah, nice so, distribution yeah. deal if you can get it. I right? watched uh, Ninja Assassin. Ninja Assassin. Yeah. Is that anything like Master Ninja? Uh, I don't know if it's with Lee Van Cleef. The weird thing is uh, your your boy Straczynski wrote it. Oh yeah, yeah. Your boy. your boy Matt. <laughs> My yeah. boy. Well, yeah, he's behind Babylon Five. Yeah, yeah. yeah so Straczynski so wrote a good, lot then, right? of things. What's that? The story was good. No, it was simple. I was very surprised to see his name on it. it was it was you know it was it was a pretty basic ninja movie it's a ninja who's going to kill all the other ninjas because they they killed his the only one oh they, they killed his not quite girlfriend I, I don't know that sounds like every ninja movie i know yeah it that, was but it was exactly what i was looking for i was looking for like okay. i would like to watch like lots of jumping around and slashing and swords and crazy stupid fights how old is this movie it looks fairly recent huh yeah it was just on netflix i was just flipping through maybe you just gotta pay the bills somehow yeah <laughs> It was fine. Those it was, was five it royalties. Was, aren't, it was completely. Uh, yeah. It was completely entertaining. It was well done. The fights were cool. So yeah, That's I was happy cool. with it. Ninja Assassin. Ninja Assassin. All right. Well, since we're talking movies, uh, I saw Annihilation finally. All right. Now, which one is that? Annihilation is a heady sci-fi picture where I think it's four women go behind the Shimmer, this area of the United States that has been on this expanding barrier that uh, no communications coming from the other side from anybody that's been sent in there. So you follow in, I think, the f- third group to go in. Yeah. And it's, and it's all women trying to figure out what's causing this sci-fi-style anomaly uh, based on the book by Jeff Vandermeer. And it's a really good picture. Is yeah. It? Visually, it's amazing. Uh, conceptually is amazing the 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 way the thing ramps up it the world building in this movie is what really drives it home for me yeah as they get closer to the anomaly the just really fascinating scenery changes okay. sure I, I there's it's there's a lot to this movie that i don't want to spoil so i'm yeah. trying to be real careful okay. about how that's to explain why I, it. I was how that did, vague yeah. how did you watch it was it is it on netflix is i got on? on netflix dvd but i'm pretty sure it's on netflix um i th- on it's not own. on Netflix proper right now, but I believe it was showing on uh, HBO or Showtime okay. recently. Okay. It originally showed on Netflix, didn't it? Um, I never saw it in the catalog because I remember it was like I missed it in the theaters and I missed it at the Dollar Theater. And I, I was like, it's got to be coming up soon on Netflix. And I remember searching for it and it never came up. But Okay. Uh, because the, the Vandermeer books, it's a three-part series, and this apparently is just covers book one. And even then, that book is so esoteric. It's, it's more of a throwback to the earlier style of sci-fi where you don't really have characters as much as plot and environment. Yes. In fact, the, books, the characters in the books don't even have names. They are their jobs. There is the biologist. There right. is the... Uh, do they give them the pers- surveyor? The they, uh, they give psychologist. Pers- do they give them personalities in the uh, movie? Yes, okay. very much so. In okay. fact, when they took this book and turned it into a film, they fleshed these characters out really well. Because when I was reading the uh, 
reviews for these books before I started it now. Of course, I'm reading it. The people throwing hate at it were the fact that there's no characters in here. The, the plots don't don't come together. If you're if you're looking for a story and character, this is not your book. And it just made me more and more intrigued, especially mm. since they got a movie that has a bunch of st- story and character in it. Right. So I mean, there's there's a lot of story there, but they really don't. They they give you just enough information about the characters. Yes. To know pretty much why they're there, but they don't go deep into their background. So. With the exception of the Natalie Portman character, they don't really do a whole lot of, I guess, character development on there. But I'll, not I'll, necessary. A lot more than story. in the book. Well, sure, but I was like, and 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 to be frank, the rest of the characters don't need to be developed that much for that particular storyline. In fact, what the movie does really well is uh, pulling together the themes as the how and the why people right. are even going into this thing. Right. And so I highly recommend it. Annihilation. If you can get your hands on it, check it out. Nice. I uh, watch, uh, finished watching the movie Kay and I gave up on uh, Hardcore Harry. Ah, yeah. and oh, did it get any better? Bastard. No. Hardcore Henry. Oh. Henry, you're right. Hardcore yeah. Henry. Okay. I haven't seen it. It's um, it's a. It, I want to play the video game desperately, but uh, <laughs> but uh, as a movie, it's uh, a movie based on a gimmick that just doesn't coalesce. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a couple interesting concepts in it, um, but it's just it's. The the gimmick makes it hard to watch. First of all, it's yeah, you know, it's it's very twitchy. Okay, uh, intentionally. I mean, obviously, because that's what they're going. There's it's nonstop, so there's like no pausing, and there's like all, yeah. It, it's it's uh, it's very hard to watch. It's exhausting, and not not that smart. It's got a few interesting concepts, but yeah. K came down from from somewhere, and was like, are you are you from actually watching this? Yeah. <laughs> I came downstairs and he's watching it and I'm just like, really? Seriously? <laughs> he's like, yeah. yeah. I, 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 just can't leave something I, unfinished. I, I want what well, I can actually, but in this one I was intrigued to find out where it went because uh, uh, there 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 are some MacGuffins thrown in the beginning that I wanted to find out how they resolve and they they resolve pretty well. Okay. Yeah. But still not a satisfying fighting experience. It's an exhausting movie and it's it's just yeah it's uh it's it's. I can't even describe it. It's just, it's, just, it's all in your face and violent, and and it's a great video game, but not <laughs> much of a movie. Speaking of great video games, I played Dead Cells this week. Dead Cells? Dead Cells is a retro-style Metroidvania-style game. If you're not familiar with Metroidvania, yeah. uh, 2D side-scrollers like Metroid and Castlevania, oh. whereas your character develops more powers and opens up more of the world to you to explore. And it takes all that together and adds a roguelike element, meaning that every time you play it, the levels change so the the game never plays the same way every time you die. Say that roguelike? Roguelike. That, uh, rogue is going back to the old RPGs on the uh, Apples and the Commodores. NetHack. Yeah, the game NetHack. that you oh. find the most boring game ever. Yeah, that was boring. Yeah, uh, NetHack is, uh, <laughs> is what they refer to as roguelike. Yeah, where every time you play it, the game changes, so it's never the same game twice. Gotcha. And it takes a little bit from uh, Lost Soul. What's the 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 really really hard Souls game? Dark Souls. Dark Souls, where you're collecting these orbs that when you die with those orbs, they're all lost. So there's areas where you can spend them, but if you don't spend them, you risk going on holding on to them. So. That's how you build up your character with those light orbs. 
it has a very bad one more turn itis to it. Oh boy! Mm. Whereas every Solve time you die, you want to start the next game because your character can do just that much more that you want to keep going because it really feeds that beast. So if you like that retro style game, Dead Cells is excellent. Nice. I, there was a was it Strider? Strider was an action adventure, but I wouldn't call it a Metroidvania style. No, there was it was one I used to play in the arcades. It was I it was Strider Hero or something like yes. that. Yeah. Yeah. NES, and that was side scroller. Regular NES. Yes. Yeah. I had that. Yeah. I put that more along like in like a uh, Bionic Commando style game okay. where the whole like world's contra, open maybe. up to you. You don't yeah. you might gain a few small extra powers, but nothing that you can go back to an area that you already visited and find a new place to go. Uh, okay. There yeah. was always moving forward in that, like Contra, yeah. Right. What else you do, gentlemen? Uh, watch some more Iron Fist. Yeah. Ah, the Fist of Iron. Yeah. Are, are you through it, or are you still no, got more to we're, go? No, we're halfway through now. Um, and as Andy pointed out, they're doing a nice job of setting up Nightwing Investigations, which is Misty Knight and Colleen Wing becoming private investigators in the comics. And you can see where they're going here in the series, which just makes you go, God damn it, because yeah, it'll be it's not great. It'll, happen it'll, it'll be great happen. when they continue the next season. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, really. It'll be great when they I mean, cancel they, it. And Luke Cage did a great job of doing Power Man Iron Fist, so you can see what that would be like. And now Nightwing is like it's coming in, and yeah, it's like, ah, yeah, bastards. Why it's you? pretty disappointing. So, yeah. But it's actually it's much, much better than the original, the first Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Ca- the, their use of the characters. Everybody's going in interesting directions. It's okay. cool. Um, yeah, pretty. So the last two series are uh, Punisher and Jessica Jones that are yeah. still not yeah. canceled, but I assume they'll be canceled more yeah, than probably. likely, yeah. given what's happened so yeah, far. Right. Uh, do would you say that you need season one of Iron Fist to enjoy Iron Fist two? What you can do is you can go on YouTube and find the ten or fifteen minute uh, wrap up of it. That there's a there's a some, there's a somebody compressed the whole the whole thing into ten or fifteen oh. minutes. So you do need at least that recap. If, well, if you, you're the type of person like, oh, what what it, what are they referring to there? Oh, I can't move forward until I know. That, you, that, that then, is yeah. me, but I'm, but I'm saying in general, you there's think enough could. little bombs in there where they okay. mention things where you're like, oh, I wonder what that's all about. So yeah, I mean, you. I think you, you could, could you, you could enjoy could. it without watching it, but you would definitely be like, "What's the one about? What's what are they guy? talking about there?" And yeah. So, um, we also watched um, uh, Ant Man and Wasp, which Kate didn't see in the theaters. It finally dropped dropped on streaming, yeah. which, so which I just stumbled across it, and I was like, "Hey, let's do this!" But I brought it's it up so now because uh, it is. I saw that with my dad in the theaters. Okay. He had not seen the first Ant Man. Uh, he had not seen Civil War. He had not seen Infinity War, so he's like, there were a couple of things like what, <laughs> but he, yeah, he fo- I can get that. But he followed it. He followed it. They they, they dropped enough hints in it so he could kind of follow what's going on. All right, and Kay, what'd you think of it? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. I enjoyed it more than Ant Man, and uh, I thought it was very very you know it was done well. Yeah, yes. And uh, you know it's nice. It was nice to see Michelle Pfeiffer doing her bit. Mm-hmm. The complication was cool, so it was just, I really liked it. I was really happy with it, so that was fun. What was kills fun. me, though, that's like, that and Ant-Man are the, the probably the two Marvel films that you're like, oh, this one is so much better in 3D. 
And it's yes. like it's I, I, when I saw Ant Man and the Wasp in the theater, I I made a point to see it in 3D because I remembered seeing Ant Man in 3D, and I actually have the 3D Blu-ray of that. Mm. But now that they've pretty well just decided they're not going to make any more 3D Blu-rays, at least Mar uh, Marvel slash Disney has decided they're not going to go forward with any more 3D Blu-rays. It's kind of disappointing because now the only way you'll ever be able to see that in 3D is in the theater. Yeah, and I mean, that'll be my one... I I still don't fully understand what what my mood was or something when I, that month in, that month of August where I just... I didn't do any movies. But... Uh, I think that was right around the time that uh, MoviePass kind of fucked you over, wasn't it? Um, it might have been. And it you, like, been. canceled it and you're just like, yeah. no, and this I got, is awful. But it, it's weird that I got soured on the whole movie experience. <laughs> it was, I, don't, I don't know what yeah, the fuck was going on. Could have just been a side on. effect. Our it, lives but, come in waves, man. Oh, I don't know. But anyway, yeah, that's, that's one... That's one you should should have seen in 3D. That quantum realm stuff. Oh yeah, which I I assume is going to play into the next Avengers movie. Um, you know that's uh, yeah. That was that. I I was sitting there thinking, oh, this would have been great in 3D. Wow. <laughs> and you really have to stay all the way through to the end on this one. Oh yeah. Well, I guess the, I guess the second. Stinger the is second not Stinger is cute. cute, but that's. I mean, it's but, yeah. you know, it's more of kind of fallout of everything that happened in the movie versus the the first Stinger, which is just like you're like, oh fuck, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which I don't want to give it away too much, yeah. even though you should have seen it by now, people. Yeah, I really. forgot like what you're talking about. Really, it's on Netflix now. Um, Stinger. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about it off the air when we're watching it on on Netflix. Kay is going. Is there a, is there a, is there another? Uh, scene coming i'm like yes yes there is i can't remember what it is but there's another scene coming because the credits haven't minimized ah yeah that was funny it was like wow netflix and, telegraphs and, huh yeah mm -hmm. andy's uh andy's metagaming there he's just like <laughs> oh it hasn't min minimized so there's something else coming no nope. it was that was pretty funny actually so so yeah saw ant-man and the wasp i enjoyed that i'm you know I thought it might be fun, and it was. Yeah. That the the Luis, mm. the 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 comic relief. Oh my God, I love people. his story. Yes, yes, it is. It it it. God damn, he uh, he. They use his character so well. It's not. Oh, Michael Pena. Yeah, yeah. It, it, he isn't. He doesn't even come across as gratuitous or yeah. anything. He it, it he's in there and he right. fits he's not he's and, not just comic relief. Yeah, he's, comic relief is also and the a comic vital relief, character. And the comic relief is kind of overboard, and it's it's wonderful. Mm -hmm. yeah. the, 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 it's just it's just one he the, the writing and what he does with it is a great one. Somebody somewhere maybe uh, I that's saw where i was gonna go to yeah said they really should have michael penna you know should have luis do a complete mcu uh wrap up like recap, recap going into uh going into end that would be awesome yeah i accept that that's yeah a, that's <laughs> and a good idea and walton goggins i mean you know what can you say about the guy it's, i love him so the, much the character is not necessarily super important to the overall storyline but he definitely adds something to it that you're just like... Goggins is great yeah. in everything he does. Yeah, now, exactly. <laughs> I, I remember him from, from Hateful Eight, and I don't think I've seen him in anything else besides that. What else is he in? Because he's brilliant. The you, Shield. Yeah, if you want to um, see Goggins at his finest, The Shield is good, and Justified is also a good choice. Okay. 
So uh, those yeah, are he's, TV he's series. He's in so yes. many, but he's in so many things, and he's good. Like just like Todd said, he's good in everything he's in. So oh, um, I love that guy. Yeah, I. Gosh, that that movie just. I was really impressed because I wasn't expecting much post post Infinity War because I'm sitting there I'm like okay so I know this is supposed to take place like slightly before Infinity War and it does and then leads right up to the events in New York of Infinity War so I wasn't sure what to expect you know what are they going to do with this film mm-hmm. but man both uh, uh, shoot uh, what's her name played the Wasp uh, why am I Evangeline Lilly yeah she did such a great job well I, mean, I know most of it's probably her stunt double but did a great job with a you know the action work as well as the you know the actual character being you know important to driving the story right mm-hmm. she manages to play a uh, as far as the acting she manages to play somebody who's hard and no nonsense and it's still likable yes exactly yeah what else you do yes i uh went popping some tags with my daughter i'm, I'm sorry i went to the thrift savers store. Oh, or okay. goodwill yeah okay, okay. uh savers popping um, some tags I'm gonna pop some tags. Got twenty dollars in my pocket. Never mind. Yeah. Oh, I thought he meant they they went down the. I wasn't the sure where he was going and <laughs> shot Johns. It's in just the head. it's just a little. You thing. immoral bastard! <laughs> no, it's a little thing we've been doing the last couple weeks. She's actually prom dress shopping, so we're like yeah. looking at all the weird, weird, crazy dresses, and we'll pull them. I'll pull them out, and we'll she'll put some on, and we'll post them, and you know, the, the, you'll this, model them. Should, yes, <laughs> I found a couple things, but nothing to say. Oh, but God. she found uh, she <laughs> found uh, man spread with some of those on. Yeah, oh, baby, you're gonna like oh, that, man. She, she found a dress that was in uh, Scooby Doo van colors. Oh, fun! Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, she found basically April O'Neil's cast off dress. Oh, it was like this god awful yellow thing with. Pot. We'll just be going through and pulling stuff off the racks. It's like, oh, fun stuff. It's oh, a speed oh, oh. suit. Yeah. Oh, look, it's an art teacher. <laughs> It's an, it's an art teacher dress. Yeah. But uh, I uh, got this t-shirt. This guy gets it. You, that's a, I was going to compliment you. That is a good t-shirt. Yeah. Five bucks. Wow. Very yeah. nice. I'm going to be hitting the t-shirts from racks from now on because I found a bunch of cool nerdy shirts in there. But let's pick up this yeah, one. Yeah, I, I could never find anything that cool when the I was in The savers on Decatur and... Um, oh, now, right now, someone's over like, shut, shut up. Shut up. Actually, that's, that's actually happened. I actually posted... Spot. Damn it. I posted these boots that I like. They were uh, they were uh, crocodile boots. And I'm like, these look cool, but I'm like, I'm cool enough to pull them off. And somebody, and I posted on Facebook with me on and with them wearing them. And somebody said, where'd you get those? And they bought them. They, they own those, those <laughs> nice. boots. Yeah. You're welcome, Savers. Exactly. There you go. Savers, uh, proud up. sponsor of Geek Shop. Yeah. <laughs> but I've had my eye on uh, Suro of the Sea. Remember the Suro game, which is that... Uh, it's a, oh yes, with the Tesoro. The, Tesoro, yes, <laughs> with the, with the tiles. Uh, there's a there's a sequel to it. There's a Tesoro one that has throws in a random element, it throws in random movement going through it. And uh, I've been at man, that's like thirty five bucks. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, there it was in Savers for three bucks. Seriously, it was, and it was like probably a Kickstarter version because it came with a little cloisonne pin and an extra tile. So huh. you know, and it's cloisonne pin. That's yeah. you know, yeah. So uh, yeah, three bucks, and I got the game I was going to buy for thirty-five. I love it. I never find great games and savers. Well, well, I'm in there a lot, so I look. I find Candyland and half full versions of Family Feud. Yeah, yeah, those incomplete yeah. life games. <laughs> yes, yeah. they're which, missing all the pegs. Which <laughs> and half a but, Trivial Pursuit and like right. things like that. Yeah, incomplete life though. There's some kind of metaphor. Yeah, in that. right. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I it's, watch, you know, it's usually it's it's usually two or three bucks for those games, so it's often worth it to pick it up and it's take, just, if, take you, a if chance. it's missing parts, what the hell? It's two or three bucks. Exactly. What you're gonna lose? No, Except I couldn't, for Scrabble. I couldn't do that because I'd be like, I need I need to have that piece. I just, yeah. why did I buy this? I'd rather have my two bucks. Yeah, there, there is no it's such funny. thing as a there is no such thing as a complete Scrabble set in a thrift store. There's always a bunch of pieces missing. <laughs> Boy, you know that would be fun video. Matt unboxing savers <laughs> games. Oh, <laughs> no. oh my god! I, I just wanted all. Oh. I can't remember what board game it was when I was a kid. We ended up buying two different versions of a board game at Salvation Army when I was a kid so mm-hmm. that we could have the complete set. Sure. Because it was, I mean, they were like two bucks a piece. One was yeah. like yeah. one was like a dollar, another was like $3 because the, the $3 one had more pieces. But combined together, it was still cheaper than buying the brand new one in the Absolutely. store at the time. And it, buy all the Scrabble sets. That's, You're, pile it yeah. all together. Then that can, way you get all ease. And you can spell pizzazz. I That's have the kind of stuff yeah. my mom would do. I think I still have them somewhere. I have a couple <laughs> tiles that I found when I moved into the house that my, my ex-wife and I bought. They were uh, Hebrew tiles, oh, which I would occasionally throw yeah. into the bag without oh, anybody knowing, so they'd pull out a Hebrew letter and go, what the hell? <laughs> That's gorgeous. I love that. I love that story. Uh, watch finally watch Rent Live. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. yeah. So was it kind of like the Don't Super Bowl? Don't use even Star Musical, K. musical, musical, <laughs> musical. Did you see the? Uh, I'll go back to that one. Uh, I don't get where what? all the hate's coming from. I thought <laughs> it was either. a really good performance. Oh, interesting, because that's the first person I've heard say anything positive about it. Of, uh, uh, well, considering what happened. It was amazing that they were able to pull it off. What happened? Well, I'll let Todd tell the story. Cause uh, the guy that played Roger broke his foot during dress rehearsal. Well, that's was it a dress problem. Re- I thought it was during the live performance that he broke his foot, so they had to stop. And uh, No, I think it was during that dress rehearsal. That would have been awesome. At least... Maybe, 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 maybe you do have it right. Maybe it did happen during. I, the I thing. deleted you can't it. I already erased it, so now I, to, I can't go back and check it. So <laughs> they used footage from the dress rehearsal and then interspersed it with live footage that they were able to do without Roger. And then the final scene, yeah, he was sitting in a spot with his foot all wrapped up and cast up. Oh, yep. so this wasn't like the classic Hollywood story where the understudy comes in and becomes a star? I don't think no. there were understudies. Oh. I think that's the big problem. Uh they're gonna be it, now. It wasn't without its faults. Uh, there were moments of some low energy. In fact, <laughs> I, I have to say, uh, "La Vie Bohème," which is like the show stop number of the center of the musical, mm-hmm. uh, was probably the most low energy "La Vie Bohème" Ooh. I've ever seen. I, I and I think part of it was the direction. Low energy, Jed. Low energy, Jed. Low yeah. energy, Jed. And there and there were there were some pitchy moments. Don't get me wrong, but damn, if Rent doesn't make me cry every goddamn time I see it. Hmm. And there's probably about five or six moments in Rent where I'll just start weeping because either the music hits me hard or the performance does. And in this case, it was both. In some so, none yeah. of that bothers me. Am I a psychopath? Yeah, I had to stop it a couple okay. of times. Sociopath. It's like sociopath. It's, there we go. Yeah, context was different, but the subject matter was a little too close to home, given you know the deaths that I've experienced in the last few months. So, Jamie was kind enough to take me to see it when I was here at the Smith Center. Ooh, fun. Nice. And uh, I, I annoyed her for the first like half of it going, when does the Everyone Has AIDS song come in? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone has AIDS. AIDS, AIDS, AIDS. AIDS. <laughs> oh, no. Don't get oh, me wrong. God. Rent itself is not without its problems as a show because it is a bunch of Self-entitled artists boohooing about life. Fucking artists. Right. 
but it still works on its own own cognizance. And it also doesn't help that the big life saving song at the end of the show is the absolute worst song in the show. So I, I can't believe that that is the number that that brings Mimi to, to life. I saw some discussion on that, and it's like the the guy that write it die in the middle of it or something. Or Jonathan Lars, uh, the story of Rent itself is almost as big as the damn show, right? Because Jonathan Larson wrote the musical. He died of a brain aneurysm the day before the show's open. Ah, uh, okay. It wasn't the Broadway. It was the day before the workshop opened. No, right? he died during the workshop. Because it was opening on Off Broadway the next. Oh, day. that's right. It was opening Off Broadway. That's right. Because right. he never that, he never got to see the the, right. the move to Broadway. So that was a theory I wow. saw. Was that it, it isn't quite finished? And he probably would have he uh, probably would have tweaked some stuff. <laughs> Get a little Terry oh. Gilliam animation. <laughs> and then during the finale of the song, the writer died. <laughs> well, apparently it had gone through a number of tweaks before it even oh, yeah. got to oh. uh, through the workshopping process before it got to the Off Broadway. And and Rent itself is just a reboot of Puccini's La Boheme. Yeah. Right. So Inspired so much so by... that the little guitar riff that Roger plays while he's trying to write his song uh-huh. is a piece of Musetta's waltz which is from La Boheme. Wow, right. I didn't know that. It's La Boheme with a a cheat happy ending. That's oh, what it is. I didn't oh. know that was about eight. It is. <laughs> and eights in 1840. Eights goes way back. Uh, now, it's a very precious is is is, is, oh. there, is there actually is it it's not about AIDS, obviously, but did they actually have like a uh, consumption thread running through that original? Ah, uh, what I can't remember what what Mimi dies of in the original. Everybody's got plague, 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 plague. 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 <laughs> I can't. Remember. She she dies, and it's it's sad, and it's an opera. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I can't Send remember if I say the, the link or not, doctors. but the uh, Star Trek Discovery. Some of the cast of Star Trek Discovery did a uh, rent. Parody. They, uh, they, it, they were they were in a full episode of Carpool Karaoke. On Is that what it was? Apple, whatever the Apple TV, iTunes, whatever well, the. This, this was them on the set. Yes, and singing singing about you know. Yes, that was five hundred twenty three thousand episodes of Star Trek. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, of course, Anthony Rapp was, was one of the original cast members right. of Rent, and he's in Discovery. Yeah. Yeah, they, they it, that was basically a, a, um, a teaser for the episode of Carpool Karaoke that the four cast members that are in that teaser video did in and around Canada mm. when they were doing in Vancouver while they were shooting for a second there. Uh, I thought I said Weezer video and I got completely lost. Mm. Now Weezer is another story altogether. <laughs> the, the Weezer Africa video with weird Al is pretty awesome. Right. Mm-hmm. It's playing now in the desert. Right. Yeah. As we speak. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I watched some star Wars. Yay! Videos. The, you watch the, a lot of Star Wars there, videos. Yeah, it's funny for for like couple days there. Andy would come downstairs, and I found this guy, the lore master, and he talks a lot about in canon stuff and Star Wars legend stuff, and you know, so it'll be like uh, the Gray Jedi or those uh, those groups that are not Sith and not Jedi, or you know, and and it's I deep like dive. it. It's deep dive. And it's also totally goes with the current canon and legends, and he just bounces between. And he'll say, you know, in uh, legends, uh, um, Shock T actually uh, uh, continues living, or in and this version, uh, canon version, she now died. It, you know, I probably have the wrong character, but it, it talks about stuff like that, and it's very interesting, actually. So I actually found it. 
I've been having fun with that, going through those vids. And poor Andy, <clears throat> he wants to come down and watch car crashes and and <laughs> oh. girls in bikinis fight. What? And uh, <laughs> and, and there what I am watching doing? Star Wars. <laughs> He's There's not nothing wrong. wrong with it's funny. Yeah, I've yeah. totally. It's it's There's so funny. I've totally contaminated Andy with yeah, Vernon. And I, I miss. I miss not Vernon having Vernon over. Yeah, yeah. Because for dude, it was so funny. The very first time Andy comes down and joins us, he's just he came home from work or something, and he's like, "So uh, what are you guys doing?" And we just put on the fail vids, and Andy's sitting there, and Andy's a. A gentle soul. He's an he's, empathetic human being. Yeah. So you know, crotch shots and people crashing into shit and everything. <laughs> it, it's not his bag. But he feels the pain of, of everyone, a, and then a, he feels nothing. Yeah. Exactly. A couple <laughs> months of that, and and he's like, put on some fail vids. I'm okay with the with the with the uh, with the car crashes and the the crazy things oh, falling the, over. The dash cam Russian it, videos. It, it's whatever. <laughs> It looks like somebody may have gotten really hurt or died. Then I'm like, oh no, ah. There was, we were watching one, and like that dog comes around the road. I'm like, oh no, 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 oh no. <laughs> but it was actually the accident happened beyond the dog. Yeah. Well, there was that one that this guy comes around a corner, and the dog breaks free. It's a little teeny tiny dog breaks free from its owner, and it, and the car goes over it. And all of us, even Vernon, was just like. Meh. Um, actually, it's worse for Vernon because he's actually seen a couple of dog things on the road, and it, it has actually traumatized him. Right. But we're all like, ah! And then you see the little dog run out from <laughs> under the car and then back underneath it, and the owner's chasing the dog around the car, and the dog's just like, ah! ah! And then it became funny. And it was like, oh, thank God that was funny. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this could have gotten much worse. One yeah. of my favorites that I'm still not convinced is not a faked video is... Uh, uh, it's a it's clearly a dash cam video and there's a guy on a motorcycle weaving in and out of traffic and a guy changes lanes without signaling the motorcycle smashes right into the back of the car ends up the on the guy, roof yeah guy does the flip and lands on the roof and i'm sitting every time i watch it i'm like there's just something off about this. I, I, be, I, don't, I, I believe I've looked. I believe real. I looked that up, and it is real. It is real. I think so. Yeah, I got to double check. I don't. There's just something about his landing that looks a little skeptical. It makes me just go. I, I'm not quite sure. Uh, I've that. seen a bunch of videos where it's like that's just too perfect. But yeah, it's, yeah. it's amazing we, what happened. In the we've crash. taken to call them uh, Bliot videos. Bliot. 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 That's that's a Russian epithet. It is. Oh. It essentially means like whore, but it's kind of like fuck. That's that's like okay. you know the ex. Oh, bleat! You know you can you see an accent. Okay. Oh, so you, hear, you hear a lot of it on those videos. Gotcha. It's really funny because that led me down the rabbit hole of trying to figure out what the fuck Anton Yelchin said in the last Star Trek movie when he does the beam in and he's like, "Yo, my god!" and I thought you were going to go somewhere way darker with yeah, that. Yeah, so did I. I was like, I was, that time, I wonder what he said when I got the Jeep went over him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got the footage of I was like, wow, where's he going with this? And um, uh, it, it it's funny because there are different, there are two different things. And some people said it depends on context because it can actually sort of, it's weird. It's a Russian it, pun? It Because, no, not a pun, but it can kind of be golly gee, or it can Whore. be motherfucker. Ah. Ah. So, and it, it, so, 
Con- and it's motherfucker in context. that context. So it's like something happens and you're you're like, yeah, motherfucker, you know, or something like that. It's really, it's weird. It was really weird. It, and then I fell into the Russian swear words hole, and, and it was it just it just got more and more interesting. But yeah, from those dash cam vids, I do not want to drive in Russia. Oh Holy yeah. Oh god, shit. that that is when I fell in love with uh, Aubrey Plaza because. I was watching Parks and Recs. Yeah, I was. Um, I was weird. I was trying to figure out where you were going with this. I'm like, I was watching. Is there a category of Aubrey Plaza fail videos? We haven't. No, and and we're what? This is this is when uh, I had my other roommate, and she's watching uh, Parks and Recs, and I'm with her, and Plaza's character is like, you know, uber goth type character, and. They did a bit where they're talking about their favorite movies to watch, and she and this is funny because this is within about six months of 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 me and Vernon getting onto the dash cam kick, and she's like, "I really enjoy watching dash cam videos and Russian dash cam videos of car accidents on YouTube," and I was just like, "Oh my god, she's perfect." Oh my lord, yeah, it was just that was just. It was awesome. Just the, the awesome. Ones, the and ones that I have trouble watching are the ones on snow and ice because oh, I, I love those. I had uh, one of those experiences where I was literally driving, the car started going sideways, and I tried all the things you're supposed to do to correct that. And at one point, I'm on, I mean, freezing rain, sliding sideways down the road and going oh fuck oh fuck oh fuck because there were cars parked on each side of the side street and i'm like i can't get any i can't get anything to happen you like, just don't know how to drive in a snow and ice that's all <laughs> i was hoping no, the I, did. Would chime in. <laughs> I didn't have to it was it was just glass like it was the worst freezing rain i'd ever driven in, in i'll tell in you Kansas, the very but. first time paulette joined me back home in the great white north I Great actually, day. Uh, yeah, I was going up Highway 11, uh, way up north, snowstorm, uh-huh. huge plow. And we're not talking Midwest plow where it's like a pickup truck and blade. Yeah. Like it's a dump truck right. with four blades while it's sanding and like three guys on it, like a fire truck basically. Wow. <laughs> and uh, blue lights everywhere going. I pass and literally I look over and she's got like finger imprints in the dash because this huge truck is like, <laughs> like just like... <laughs> And the guys are like, look at this idiot. Like, 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 mouthing, like, what a fucking moron. Wait, wait. Are you saying you pass the plow? Yeah, yeah. Because I was in a hurry. You know, the pl- I was in a hurry. Okay. I needed to get to the cottage quicker than what the plow was doing. And if, oh if you God. knew this road, if you knew this road, Andy, okay, Highway 11, it's like four hours and you're going 40 kilometers an hour. No, thank you. Oh my God. 40, 40 kilometers. That's so like how many cubits miles. is that? It's like, 25, <laughs> it's like 20 miles. 25 miles. That actually reminds me Schmeckles. of. 25 Schmeckles. <laughs> the, on, the one and only awesome slash sad moment I've ever seen with a snowplow. Uh, we had a heavy snowstorm in Kansas, and I watched this guy. I was inside. I was not going to go outside. Guy, like, had his car parked on the street, got, like, spent, like, a good half hour digging the car out of the snow just from the regular <laughs> snowfall. <laughs> oh, and the snowplow snow comes snowplow, right yeah. down the road and like he he went back into his house for something. Comes back as as he's in there, I'm like, no, no, this is gonna happen. This is oh no. <laughs> the snowplow comes down the road and completely buries his car in, in like dirty ass. <laughs> I think oh, I've geez. seen that. 
No, but, but I mean, this is I I saw this in person, and I was oh like, okay. This is not a fail vid. I mean, I'm oh, sure wow. there's one. This is life I, fail. I'm yeah. sure there yeah. are these out there now, but I'm yeah. sitting there watching this this whole time, going, "This is not happening right now. This is this guy is going to be so pissed. That's, this is not happening. This time, is happening, and this is amazing. Every time that happens, <laughs> a snowplow driver gets his wings. Right? Yeah, <laughs> How many times out there just shoveling, man. shoveling? It's like, oh, finally, an hour. I'm done, and I see the blue light, and I'm like, oh fuck. And of course, here he comes and just buries the bottom of the driveway in snow. And I'm like, thanks. Yeah. I knew it was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Should have waited. I saw this but. guy. He did an alternative to shoveling, which was just amazing. He It's it's he it's on video. And it's like. The to, secret is, okay, you don't shovel your driveway. You just keep driving over it. Eventually, you just yeah, pack right. it all down. <laughs> what he did, <laughs> what he did is he actually packed up a ball of snow and then he rolled it so it was like a log and then he just rolled that like he was making a snowman that's oh, a yeah. very specific kind of snow that does yeah. that yeah <laughs> not all of it does that yeah it comes up very rarely and we love it when it happens yeah it was really it, it really will if you get just the right snow it will pick up everything and it It'll does it down to the yeah. he, he was he was he was totally burying the lawn yep. it was amazing it was just like holy yep. crap that's incredible yeah that is that is uh that is the one of the rarest kinds of snow. Yeah, my favorite, <clears throat> my favorite uh, fail vid that involves like getting splashed or uh, smothered is it, there's some country. It, it, it's very tropical, rainy, and you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> well, uh, like in into in, uh, like Vietnam or Thailand or something. And there's this guy, and it's really weird. And must have been a goof or something because he's standing by the side of the road. The video is at his back, and he's peeing into a puddle. And this car oh, comes oh. by and woof, and hits the puddle, and it just <laughs> and totally splashes him. And it was just like Gross. that is perfect. Yeah, we ran yeah. we ran a bunch of road rage ones. Holy boy, that was disturbing, Andy. That, that one got me. Yeah, that one. I can't watch those. I actually have too. it. So Russian one guy won't let him in. And it's a black SUV. Have you seen that one? It's a black SUV. And he wow. actually pulls out a gun, like an AK. And the guy's like, oh, shit. <laughs> he oh. points it. He's like, he's like, you going to let me in? And the yeah. guy's like, okay. <laughs> there was there was quite a bit of gunplay in these videos. Oh, the Russians, uh, man. No, this, this, this was not all Russian. Um, but the, but the <laughs> Kentucky. Right. The, but the first three or four we saw, you, know, you can hear the guy talking in his car and cursing the guy. I'm like, is this all the same guy? Because the voice sounded the same. Oh, it was so funny. It was about the fifth one. He's like, "Is this? Is this? Is this the same guy?" Because he did sound the same. Yeah. And then a lot of the videos we're watching, the person whose camera we were watching was clearly at fault. Was clearly the idiot. I'm like, I can't believe this guy is stupid enough to put. Oh, oh, yeah, he's that stupid. Okay. <laughs> you want know, to know some great videos on on YouTube? Otter videos. Oh, there, there's ones with otters playing with stones, like mm-hmm. juggling them. Yeah. Oh my god, otter videos, guys. Oh, my, uh, my, my magazine job. Yes. Crossed over to Geek Shock. How so? Uh, I'm writing about new products for Exhibitor Live, which is a convention coming up in February, where all the new things they have for all the all the bells and whistles to try and get people into your booth. They're going to be highlighting them, and. Uh, there's a thing called the human claw machine. Do tell. Uh, human claw machine? Do tell. They have That's a giant not. rig. They put <laughs> you in a harness and drop mm-hmm. you into a ball pit, basically, and have you try and pick shit up. 
while somebody else <laughs> operates it. Okay, wait. So you know so, what? I went somewhere so, totally different with that. Like, you, yeah. to get people in the booth, like, like grab that guy. The guy's just walking. <laughs> <laughs> come and come and look what we got. <laughs> so this one that you're, they've attached your friend to a crane. You're controlling your friend with and a two foot joystick. And with a two foot joystick. Okay, that's what she said. And Boom. You're. <laughs> And then you're dipping your friend into the ball pit to grab things? Yes. There's like inflatable stuff you're supposed to pick up. Okay. <laughs> I like Matt's version better, but I'll, yes. Well, I'm going to see if I can get you a pass into this thing so you can see it in real life. I would love that. I know. Aww. Please, please get wow. me please. Please. Oh, my God. No, 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 no. Please get me in. <laughs> please. Please, please, please. You're, you're bearing the lead here. You need to get him into that and get him into the harness. Oh yeah, oh, he has yeah. to become the human. Yeah, clone. we want to. We want, want a video. video, Andy, on that two foot joystick. No, no, no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Andy, sorry. no sorry. down. Sorry, down. Sorry, Andy, to the left. To the left. To my That's left. The, right. the other Jesus left. Christ. Well, I'm, I'm talking to the inventor of this thing sorry. tomorrow. So sorry. That is just awesome. I'm, I'm, even if I don't get to see it, I'm excited. My favorite otter video yes. is the one where the otters drown the monkey. What? <laughs> Asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, they're vicious. They, yeah, no. They're no, vicious. No, wild otters are, are, are mean. No, it, this was oh. this was like a, a, a zoo thing. And the Wasn't monkeys, it a revenge video? Like the monkey started some shit? Yes. The, otters the, like, monkey, was, the monkey was relentlessly picking on this one otter and it was so weird because yeah. this person filmed the whole fucking thing and the monkey they're throwing shit or you know running down to the water or just <laughs> grabbing him or gra uh, scratching at him the otter fucking a the otter swims <clears throat> uh to the other side of the exhibit and is like in with all the other otters and they're all swarming around and then suddenly all the otters go back to the monkey end and they sit there, and the one monkey, he's, he's a ballsy asshole, so he's like, he, he, he darts up, and he does shit, and he backs off, and then they grab him, and then they pile on him, and then they pull him into the water, and all the other monkeys are like, oh, my fucking God, but they don't go anywhere near it, you know, they're not doing shit, and the video ends, the, the video says that the monkey was drowned, but you don't, like, see the monkey, but they had him, they were holding him under the water. And the, the whole thing was just like the way the one otter was like, yeah, this guy's fucking with me. Like, Get the motherfucker. And then they all go back. And it, that so was, it was Obviously, insane. it wasn't like a chimpanzee. It was just like a oh, spider yeah, no, monkey no, no, or something. No, no, no. Yeah, a little a chimpanzee would have been like capuchin thing rock. or something. <laughs> Two things. One, I love otters more. <laughs> Second, Dude, monkeys are assholes. What kind of fucking zoo is this that allows the monkeys in with the otters? Dude, I don't, I don't fully understand. In the Russia... <laughs> I don't know if it's a zoo Eastern European or zoo, yeah. animal reserve, yeah. but okay. it was it was a controlled environment. It was not a wildlife. <laughs> well, kind of controlled. Yeah. Is there a place in the wild where monkeys and otters live in the same place? I have no fucking clue. There, to, there are monkeys ask my expert. in more places than you would think. So, I mean, Jesus, well, the first time I saw snow monkeys in Japan, oh yeah, it was just like monkeys in snow. I I I never ever would have. Okay, sure. You know? Yeah. So, but yeah. <clears throat> so, I wouldn't like that. otters if they were bigger than us. What? I wouldn't like otters if they were bigger than us. Oh, I, yeah. Todd, I'm sure they would think you were cute. I They're called gorillas. I would love to ride an otter. Okay. 
<laughs> Anything else, gentlemen? Uh, Andy, what? What else? What else? What was the? Other oh, thing? I'm sure what, I got what, something. What, um, yeah. Uh, oh, Mar- sure. the Marvel. Uh, the Marvel. Um, we tried to find a bunch of the Marvel shorts that ran on the DVDs. The okay. Little, like there, there's uh, one called The Consultant, which is uh, Coulson meeting up yeah. with uh, Jasper Sitwell. Yeah. And uh, you know the ones that are on the the DVD spe- yeah. yeah extras yeah, the little one shots so. Watched a few of those. Is, wait, is that the one where Coulson is in the um, the shop, uh, like the shop right after the the New York no, battle, no, no. and he's collecting the uh, weapons that got left over by the Chitari? Oh, I haven't seen that one. Okay, no. see, that's it's, the problem. We couldn't find a lot of. There were the, pieces. The of playlist them. that uh, the, there was one playlist for Marvel one shots that we found, and that one okay. sucks so bad. Because it had fan edits and it had really, really shitty copies of deleted scenes. And it sucked so bad, Andy and I... Gave up. Andy eventually got tired, which, you know... Andy getting tired of something Sing when he's on a YouTube wow. jag is... There, there is one There's, there is one that's uh, called... I think it's called A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to Thor's Hammer. It's, yeah. it's Coulson in a convenience store. And uh, a robbery happens. And he Coulson's the hell out of the robbers. Yeah. I, I think that's the one. The, the, the Chitari weapons. Nope, there's no regular gun. No. Okay, then I'm, I must either be combining two different ones or not. I think you are because we saw part of one where there's a couple. Well, no, there is one where he's going around looking for stuff. But I, I saw it a long time ago, but it's out there. <clears throat> so, but yeah, so there was that. All right. I didn't do anything because I was just working. So. Mm. That's why we were about to start the show before we you got all, here. We all had that tile in the pool, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we did. We all, <laughs> we all just get our money back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that comes with every Scrabble board. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. The Geek Shock Book Club book is My Best Friend's Exorcism by Grady Hendrix. We'll start discussing that on the Facebook page on the 8th. I'm about halfway through right now. I, uh, this is my second Grady Hendrix book. Wait, strike that. Reverse it. Third Grady Hendrix book, and so far I'm enjoying it. Lay down, flip it, and reverse it? No, definitely not. (laughs) Definitely not. You know, I love these little cheese cracker things. Yes. But I theorize that at some point in the 60s, somebody somebody got a decimal point wrong. Yes. And they just made way too many of these, and they've been in storage since then. It's the same ones. It's the same hatch, yeah. (laughs) News you don't give a shit about. The Escape from New York remake has gained momentum with the new screenwriter, Lee Whannell, the writer behind the hit horror franchise Insidious and 2018's acclaimed cyberpunk horror flick Upgrade, will script a new version of John Carpenter's 1980 classic Escape from New York. Uh, This is days after Whannell signed on to write and direct a remake of Universal's The Invisible Man that we talked about last week. Uh, Winnell's deal is only for scripting duties on the project, though the Hollywood Reporter's report makes it clear that he could eventually take on directing duties as well. Uh, Andrew Rona and Alex Heinemann will produce, while Carpenter will serve as executive producer. Set in a post-apocalyptic version of 1988, in which crime rates in America have risen sky high and the island of Manhattan has been repurposed as a walled prison, Escape from New York follows Snake Pilskin, Pliskin, Snake Pliskin, a special <laughs> wow, forces. Wow, you fucked that name up. Y- you're a Pilskin. 
Wow. A special forces <laughs> operative turned convict. It's snake. Snake Pilskin. Call me Snake. Who is tasked with venturing into Manhattan to rescue the President of the United States, whose escape pod landed on the island after an attempted hijacking of Air Force One. Facing a ticking clock and a whole island of criminals, Snake must explore this fallen version of New York, find the president in exchange for a full pardon and freedom. Uh, the film was a critical and commercial success upon its release and is still considered among Carpenter's best. A sequel, Escape from L.A., was released in 1996, and a remake has been in the works for more than a decade. Remake efforts have bounced around between studios, directors, writers, and stars, with everyone from Robert Rodriguez to Gerard Butler to Jeremy Renner either attached or rumored to be attached at various points. The project has migrated from New Line to Warner Brothers to its current home at Fox, and at various points has been a straight remake, a prequel, and a prequel trilogy. Uh, Winnell's version, quote, will retain elements of the original, but bring new ideas to the table, unquote. Let's hope it's not another RoboCop remake. Yeah. Okay. Sounds um, like it. I get I mean, This is all, this is obviously on news you don't give a shit about, because it mm-hmm. could be awful, could be great. Yeah, um, uh, it could be. And, and Winnell, he's, he's kind of the hotness right now. Yeah. I'll give him a benefit of the doubt on green light. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, this uh, isn't red light, green light. Yeah, you can't mash it all together, okay? Yeah, you can. Just because you don't like this segment? You know, <laughs> I, <laughs> I really need to watch Escape from New York. You haven't seen that? I've never seen it. What? Oh, for fucking oh Christ's sake. What? You know what? I've had it with this podcast. I keep forgetting it's a Carpenter movie. And I keep forgetting it exists. I, I love John I am, Carpenter. I'm confounded by this. I've seen John Carpenter in concert live. Yes. I've watched him play the theme from Escape wow. from New York. I've never seen the movie. It's got to be here. Like There's got to be eight different versions of it in this room. Uh, there's, there, I have the DVD, yeah. There's no excuse. None at all. None, I'm, none I'm at all. I deserve all this vlogging. Yeah. I'm completely baffled by this. Shame. I'm a little baffled Ding. myself. <laughs> so you know what? Ding. We need to get a shame bell <laughs> to ring on this um, fucking cast. Do you on, have any spoiled vegetables? There, there is a bell on one like, of these shelves. I just have to find it. So, and the, <laughs> yeah, In the category of room, remakes, yes. the one commercial that was actually surprised and excited me during the Super Bowl, the Twilight Zone thing. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, starting in April. Man. Did we you talked see that? about it on the show. No, no, did, but I know. Yeah, I, that, I the fact it. that they actually had an ad for it. Yes, and the fact that it was so good, and the fact that the voice, I, I was like, oh, they got somebody doing a Rod song. No, they don't. Oh, my God. That yeah, they is just great. had that is uh, such a great voice. Um, oh, yeah. It was Jordan Peele, right? Yeah. yeah. But he's not, he's not doing like a Rod he's not throwing. Doing, yeah, he's not doing a character voice. He's just doing his normal But his voice sounds voice. close enough to the and timber, and, and we, what he is doing is doing the cadence of Rod Serling. Ah, yes. Imagine if you will. Yeah. Yeah. You'd be a good Sterling. That was good, Kay. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I was also a little tickled by the scary stories to tell in the dark uh, bits. Okay. Yeah. I was very happy to see uh, some of those artistic pieces come to life for those half seconds. I was tickled afterwards by John Bean Hastings' rage over the uh, Bud Light Game of Thrones <laughs> commercials. <laughs> that, I, I was laughing my I ass off so at that hard. one. I was laughing because uh, you when know, he grabs the head off screen yeah, and, and everybody's just, just and like, everyone's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was just fucking great. 
I couldn't believe it. Oh, I was, and I, and I, not I, to mention the fact that they made the sound of a crushing yes, aluminum can yes. while the mountain was, was and what, had his hand on the helmet. Why, why were people pissed? I thought that was wonderful. And there were people who, most of the people I've seen, really didn't like that video. I think, they, I, Be- think they said, I think part of it was because a lot of Game of Thrones fans take that series so... Don't make fun Much, of it. Yeah, exactly. Ah, and the fact that Bud Light has been doing these silly, stupid Bud Knight commercials yeah. for so, dilly, so dilly. long. And then, yeah, and then the like, fact that they, they mashed the two up because they thematically fit well together, I think that just pissed a lot of oh, people off because the- they're like, Game of Thrones is serious business. It's not a silly commercial I, like I Bud Light. I watched it. I watched the Super Bowl with friends that I watch Game of Thrones with. And and uh, where I mean we've actually like marathoned Game of Thrones oh, together, wow. and so when 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 that camera cuts over and you see it's the mountain the first time, we just lost our shit. We were laughing so fucking hard. God damn, that was just great. I Man. believe Bean said something to the effect of "Keep your damn sex in a canoe beer away from my uh, from my 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 Game of Thrones." Ah. <laughs> Right. They want Dos Equis. News you don't give a shit about. Jeremy Helfand, the vice president and head of advertising platforms for Hulu, released a blog post that details the platform's plans for a new ad experience. Oh, my God. Claiming that viewers enjoy it when various brand advertise in authentic and integrated ways, he goes on to announce something called Pause Ad. A new advertising venture that will both, quote, be delighting to viewers and effective for brands, unquote. This means that instead of ads popping up in the middle of shows, they will pop up whenever you hit the pause button. Helfen claims that this approach has received good response from viewers that they've tested it with. The new venture means that the programs will play uninterrupted until the user interrupts them intentionally. See, the thing about the pause button you know why I is like often that. when I'm pausing, I need to pause to do something. Yeah, you'll have the ad going. Go do it. Okay. That- what? Helfen, Helfen <laughs> went... <laughs> I don't know what he said either. <laughs> Helfen went into further detail with Variety, saying that the ads will not come up instantly. Just oh, in fuck. case someone lost wants, me there. Lost me there. Just in case someone wants to rewind or fast forward. Oh, well, the ads will reasonable. just will quote just have a few moments to get their point across, and they will be somewhat see through, so the viewer can still see where they've stopped the show in the background. Helfen likens to a billboard quote where you get to you need to get out that effective message very succinctly in a short amount of time. Unquote. They are currently testing the system with ads for Coca Cola and Charmin and will debut the new protocols on select content in the qu- second quarter of 2019. And this is on Hulu? This is on Hulu. This is on ad-supported Hulu. They have the non-ad version. Okay. I wish they would just they just would go straight to subliminal messaging and you know, leave, leave us all alone. It just, you know. I'd much rather watch something on Netflix and then like, man, I got to buy some toilet paper. Ah. You know, rather than, oh, I have to watch all these fucking Charmin commercials. I will say I think I prefer this to their current thing of you know, stopping the show and showing sometimes oh, yeah. the same ad over and over yeah. again. Yeah, I mean that that is Man. the one explanation that bring, actually helps. Bring back Mr. Whipple. I'm I'm sick of this cartoon bear with toilet paper stuck to its ass. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's it likes the strong kind. It likes the strong charm. Yeah. yeah. 
you know, right, right to Trump's heel. <laughs> Adam Savage of Mythbusters was in one of those Mr. Whipple Charmin commercials. As a kid? Really? Uh, as a young man. He was probably in his, like, <laughs> early 20s. Um, I, I just, I was watching this thing, and it was like, things you didn't know about the Mythbusters, and they were talking about their... That's something I didn't know. Their careers prior to, and I guess um, his parents had encouraged him to get into acting. Okay. Uh, Adam Savage, and then he ended up going the, you know, behind the camera, special effects and so forth route. You know that Adam but, Savage uh, is just Anthony Rapp with facial hair, right? <laughs> uh, I reject your reality and substitute my own. Uh, no, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's funny seeing him in this clip because I'm just like, wow, I, I vaguely remember any of the Charmin commercials. But, is he yeah, like kind of a geeky looking uh, uh, he's not wearing boy. Yeah, he's not wearing his glasses that we know him with on Mythbusters. Well, and gee, Mister Whipple, what are we gonna do with that kind of thing? It's something that like there's a leak that got sprung and in, in the in the store and and he's like these like thank goodness the Charmin didn't get soaked. It's and, the quicker picker upper. Yeah, oh. that's bounty. <clears throat> what? Yeah, no, you I don't thought- give a shit about. <laughs> Go ahead, Kirsten. No, no, no. I was just gonna do an Andy. Let's continue this. Way longer than we need. Please <laughs> All right, continue. That's it. continue. <laughs> we don't need that. <laughs> One Andy's yeah, enough. I, yeah, I got it under control, man. That's good. <laughs> I can stop whenever I want, yeah. man. Yeah. <clears throat> no, no more of this mutiny on the bounty. Let's go. <laughs> that was good. I'll give you that one. Oh, don't encourage him. I, that, you know it. I never encourage him, but that was good. <laughs> You know it's good because Andy's all red faced. Uh, it was his reaction. There's <laughs> <laughs> don't give a shit about uh, Ultraviolet sent out an email for all of its users, and it tells them that their service will close down on July 31st, 2019. The Ultraviolet Library is an umbrella site of sorts where customers can redeem digital movie codes that come with Blu-rays and DVDs. The library requires another service, such as Vudu or Amazon, to actually view the digital project uh, product. Until July 31st, everything will function. What users with an ultraviolet library should do in the meantime is connect their library to a retailer service if they haven't already. If you use the library, you can find this option on the site where you log in. Once your library is connected with a retailer, your digital content should be safe. There will be more on this in the months to come. UV says to look for further communications from both them and their retailer services. So are these movies people have, people have bought? When you buy a Blu-ray, and this is the last five years or so at least, yeah. uh, on the front will say ultraviolet version. They'll, they'll come with a little, little paper inside and a code that allows you to download the movie digitally as well. Okay, so in theory they already have it on disc. Maybe. Ah, because was there a way to buy it just without the disc? You just buy the ultraviolet version? No. Let's just say there's a lot of people who buy the movie and then give the ultraviolet to a f- friend. Or there are also people that sell their or digital per- copies to other people for a few dollars. Yeah, and mm. purchase them. Yo, yeah. ho, yo, ho, the digital life for me. <laughs> Uh, Movies Anywhere is another digital hub that connects disparate services like iTunes and Voodoo together. In the meantime, expect the UV logo to vanish from Blu-ray cases very soon. Mm. I got it. So for those out there, so for those out there who've got the ultraviolet things, uh, yeah, hurry up and get them attached. Never use the service. Don't care. 
fade away. Are you saying uh-huh, that? Uh-huh. Are you saying this is in the right section? Mm-hmm. Oh, all right, okay. No, it's here. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I. It's funny. I have so many movies that have those, and I just, I always forget to go register them because you know I've got the actual disc, and most of the stuff that I would need to take with me, I can watch on my tablet without having to. Sure. Quote unquote, add to my library. Yeah, I wouldn't bother at this point. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> uh, digital is fleeting. Hard copy is the way to go. Just saying. This, this message brought to you by Paul. Right now, Paul's yes. <laughs> I'd like to talk to you about my uh, zip drives. I want to talk anything zipper with you. <laughs> zip drives. My God, man. Please. Weekend Geek! Oh, you didn't have a... The AT&T is launching another streaming service later this year in the news you don't give a shit about? We've already talked about AT&T streaming no, service. No, this one was just announced this weekend. No! Yes, because they, they had their DirecTV now, which was through their purchase of DirecTV. That, that sounds that's, the, that's the reaction. No! Why?! I'm sitting there going, I'm like, you already own DirecTV now. Why do you need to have another custom service? It's This new service is supposed to Fuck quote, you, com- Major Matt. Complete with, compete with like Hulu and Netflix. AT&T. And I'm sitting there going, okay. Doesn't AT- aren't they the ones that own uh, Amazing Stories? Or is that Apple? That's Apple. AT&T owns something that they bought. Re- they own the Warner Brothers. Year. They bought Warner Brothers. Yeah, but and they also bought um, DirecTV. Uh-huh. Okay, so they already had the DirecTV streaming service, which was. Now I remember them AT&T working on a specific now. reboot of something that's going to TV, but only going on AT and T platforms or something. Um, I, I, I don't okay. remember. <laughs> okay. Internet. So, because when you said that, I'm like, oh, so I do have an opportunity to watch this AT and T DirecTV service original programming that they've been working on uh yeah i don't know <sighs> that's all right it's them trying to take advantage of their warner brothers catalog they said which is weren't exactly they, what weren't the... they supposed to not do that yeah exactly <laughs> yeah okay yeah all right uh, who's gonna oh, stop you mean, you them oh the big... people that should have stopped them already you mean businesses lied to the what was it congress yeah oh, for uh sakes. ftc, FTC. FCC. Yeah. now oh, is okay. this separate from the warner brothers digital streaming service then because that That's was announced saying. a while back. That's yes, this saying. is a different. Yeah. Is a different You're right. Line. This is super weird. Weekend Geek. Uh, this one could go either way, but the ending has me feeling a little optimistic. Warner Brothers Animation is developing a Funko movie. Oh, fuck that. Reporter Daniel Rickman <laughs> tweeted a photo of a board listing Warner Brothers Animation Group's slate of projects for the next three years. Among them, a movie based on the Funko Pop line of vinyl figures and bobbleheads. Uh, very few details are available, but Rickman tweeted that Darth Vader, Deadpool, Hellboy, Harley Quinn, Wonder Woman, Care Bears, and My Little Pony are some of the characters already confirmed for the Funko movie. You which, know which ponies? And we we don't know yet. No. I. Well, we're gonna name. It's, sp- too, it's too. We're new. gonna name specific Star Wars characters. And we're gonna like cut short shrift on the ponies. I'm Fuck not, you. I'm not gonna say anything negative about this because I also thought a Lego movie wouldn't right. work. Right. Right. And and ended up working very well and is having a sequel coming up this year. So there better damn will be some Pinkie Pie in this. It could work if it's done well. You got Deadpool and Hellboy and Darth Vader. Yeah. And Pinkie Pie. Possibly. And probably and nobody gives a shit. You're not gonna do derpy. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor, Doctor Hooves, baby, but not Derpy. <laughs> Doctor Hooves. It better not be Twilight Sparkle. She's too, 
Yeah. Oh She's overdone. Really, really, Pinkie Pie. Really? You and your My Little Ponies? What is the one they would not have no matter what? Dookie Pile. <laughs> <laughs> it'd, be very, it'd be very weird if they did Derpy. It'd be very weird if they did Derpy. I like Dookie Pile. I like Dookie uh, Pile, too. I like Dookie Pile. It, they'd definitely, it'd have, definitely have to be one of the main six. Probably a couple of the main six. There's six main ponies? Yes. Wow, what a worthless show. <laughs> yes, worthless Matt. M A N E ponies. Okay. You know, it's it's just a show that's not for you, Matt. Okay. <laughs> now, there, 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 there is a hand. huge <laughs> fan base for it. There's a lot of people that really like the show. I I don't begrudge them for liking it. It's certainly not a show that I would enjoy, Eternal but I don't chaos. begrudge them for it. Eternal that's... Chaos comes with chocolate rain, guys. Chocolate rain! Chocolate brain. Yeah. Boy, he's like, he wants a pinky behind it, and he's talking chocolate rain. I think we're beginning to figure out the, the, the subtext of the pony show. All right. It all ends in a dookie pile. <laughs> Did I name the episode? Tell me I named the episode. I think there, you named there, the episode. There should be a My Little Pony called Road Apple. That'd be a good one. Road Apple. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Actually, yeah. I, and in fact, I'm shocked that there isn't. Uh, With everything that, you've said about it, I'm, I mean, sincerely, I'm not being snarky or anything. There, I, there I, is, there is an Apple family, and they're the one of the main six is one of the Apple family, and so uh, ah. wouldn't be surprised me if there's a road Apple somewhere in the back that they're not talking about. Oh well, they sh- Why would? Oh. It's kind of like Snoopy's. I don't understand cousin. this shit now. Spike, yeah, Spike, who lives in Needles, California. You know, and then they could, they should also, you know, spin off Andy. Right? They should hire the Apple sisters and do a musical. And close personal friend of the family, Fiona Apple. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> they gonna shoot at the Big Apple, right? Right. All right. Shoot and, it and, there, right? No. No? <laughs> oh, I, I, I put it to bed, did I? Okay. Yeah. Yes, mother and Matt. <laughs> you tucked that son of a bitch in. <laughs> Some might say I cored that apple. With, with, no. He tucked it with well, it has no appeal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he tucked it in with hospital corners, though. It's rotten to the core. Uh, uh, rotten to the core. Yeah. yeah, but there's a seed of something in that. Yeah. Macintosh. Listen, you got to get to the sauce of the whole thing. Eat arsenic. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it stems from something else. Yes. Writer director Josh Boone. The story's got to ripen. <laughs> I'm put a bit of shine on this one and stop it. Uh, okay. Tree. <laughs> Tree. <laughs> Josh Boone will adapt the massive post apocalyptic saga, The Stand, into a 10 episode limited series for the CBS All Access streaming service. <laughs> They're branching away from Star Trek. Look at that. Branching <laughs> right. away. Boom. See what I did there? I yeah. You, you yeah. mean the the good fight and CBS all uh, and Star Trek? You would Discovery. know more about that than me. No, it's like the only two CBS original series on there that I'm that I know of. Actually, the original series is on there? No, no, no. The original, yeah, well, yes, the original series is available on CBS All Access. Uh, no, but I meant like as far as the only original programming. Actually, the Twilight Zone reboot is going on yes, All Access. I know, so. I know. Originally published in 1978, The Stand is a sprawling story that follows a group of survivors after a super flu that wipes out most of the U.S. population. Captain Trips, baby. Is accidentally released from a government facility. With nearly everyone they know and love dead, the various survivors find themselves swept up in a supernatural struggle for the future of humanity. With the good souls gathering to an old woman in Nebraska named Mother Abigail, with the nastier souls flocking to Las Vegas, where they... (laughs) 
create Geek Shock, where a dark man <laughs> yeah. named Randall Flagg waits and gathers followers. I guess we know where we'll be. <laughs> the Stand is among King's most ambitious novels. It was re-released in an uncut version in 1990. That's the one I read. It clocks over a thousand pages. Woo, can you believe that happy crappy? It is frequently cited by fans as among his best works and was previously adapted into an acclaimed miniseries starring Gary My Sinise life for you! and Molly Ringwald, directed by Mick Garris on ABC in 1994. Boone has been trying to get this version of the story off the ground for several years, initially intending to adapt the book as a feature film or three. Thank God it didn't happen. Thank yeah, God yeah. it happened this way. Fine, CBS yeah. All Access. Yeah, they don't have standards and practices. Nope. The Good Wife's had nudity. Star Trek has had fuck. So yep. they are open to do whatever they need to do. How would you even break that into three movies? You could two, two is a break. And you forgot Star Trek Discovery has also had Klingon boobs in it. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I did forget that. And are, man are, are they all lobster like their foreheads? How did I forget that? I don't know how you forgot that. I was shocked when it happened too. I was expecting, you know, the, it was a, it was a weird scene. The, it was <laughs> very weird. I was on boobs. Yeah. suck you. Wow. <laughs> I was expecting the standard, you know, from you know far away, only showing the back, and you know the motion kind of thing. And then they went sideways, and like, oh, there's Klingon boobs right there. Yeah, right now it's on my your, television not set. Not Daddy Star Trek. And she looked right in the camera and was like, "Hey, Jeff." <laughs> <laughs> The weirdness was no, just beyond. No. <laughs> yeah, Jeff, make sure to explain that that really didn't happen. Because, boy, are people going to be fucking confused. <laughs> right now, Jake Godball's like, God damn it, I should have just watched it pay the money. Fuck. <laughs> Why the last man's pilot pleased Why? the I don't know. up third base? <laughs> Why the last man's pilot pleased the higher-ups at FX and the Why show? Why did it? The show has been ordered to series. That oh. means we are going to get at least one season based on Brian K. Vaughn and Pia Guerrera's Why the Last Man. Simply Pia Carrera? Pia Guerrera. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is the like... second season just called Because? The show is simply called Why. <laughs> no, no, Jeff. <laughs> the second season's called It's Fine. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong. The post-apocalyptic sci-fi show, based on the idea that all men are dead, aside from one, will premiere in 2020. Brian and Pia's exploration of a world without men is a favorite for its depth, its humor, its insights, and its monkey, said showrunners Michael Green and Ida Mashka-Kroll. Adapted today, it offers us a cracked mirror to look into our own very cracked world. Are you really looking up Klingon boobs right sure now, so Andy? Am. <laughs> oh my God! Really? Oh, thank God really? he's across from Matt. I don't want to see how this goes. What? This is weird because I just had a discussion with my brother on Facebook about all nipples are beautiful, and these aren't. <laughs> I told you, man. Klingon nipples suck you. Mm. They bite. Each one's holding the backlash. <laughs> oh yeah! Call back to the other show with the with the Ballad. with the breasts that bite you. That was the movie was Mausoleum. Yep, yep. Mausoleum. I never saw it, but I remember that uh, VHS cover. Yeah, I saw your mausoleum. No, you didn't. <laughs> Get out of here. What's the difference between <laughs> you, your? Oh, never mind. My mausoleum's a saint. <laughs> <laughs> James Gunn. <laughs> is reportedly in talks to direct the upcoming sequel to 2016's Suicide Squad. The film, titled 
The Suicide Squad was already going to be penned by Gunn, which was announced back in October. This news came as part of Warner Brothers announcing the release dates of a handful of films over the next few years, including the Shining sequel Doctor Sleep and Matt Reeves long gestating The Batman without Ben Affleck. Gunn's script has already promised a fresh take on the franchise and now has been given an August 2021 release date. It is said that Gunn's take will be less of a sequel than a relaunch of the property, as he intends to use mostly new characters for his curated roster of supervillains. Sources also indicated the film is very much rooted in Gunn's vibe. Been quite a year for Gunn, who was fired by Disney for some old tweets back in July, though he submitted his script for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which apparently is still in development somewhere. He wouldn't be involved in the film's actual production. His firing was met with protests from everyone from the Guardians cast to scores of fans the world over. His firing is still the subject of scrutiny from many of Gunn's colleagues. While Disney continues to search for his replacement, the third Guardians of the Galaxy movie remains on hold for the time being. So not as only writing, he is now directing The Suicide Squad. I can't believe it's been almost three years now since that movie came out. The Suicide Squad? Yeah. Wow. No, not sui- not the Suicide Squad. That's this movie. Yeah. Suicide Squad? Yeah. Okay. God damn it. I hate I hate it. The Predator? The, the <clears throat> Predator calling the new movie Halloween, but not the last Rob Zombie Halloween, which was certainly not the original Halloween, but they're all three named goddamn Halloween. Mm. So now you have to specify Halloween. Which one? The new one? Yeah. Until the next Halloween. Can't copyright titles. Uh, stop for using that. Why don't you say the Halloween? The, sure. <laughs> At least that differentiates it somehow. A Halloween. Okay, sure. Veteran character actor Dick Miller has died at the age of 90. The actor, actor's perhaps best known for playing the surly neighbor Murray Futterman in Joe Dante's Christmas horror classic Gremlins. That same year, he popped up as the pawn shop owner in James Cameron's The Terminator. Miller's screen career spanned over 60 years. He isn't, got, he in, um, isn't he in Evil Dead, too? Isn't he one of the guys in Evil Dead? No, not in Evil Dead. No? Okay. He was in an episode of Star Trek Deep Space Nine as well. Yes, yes, he was. He got to start in the mid-50s playing lead roles in Roger Corman films, including The Oklahoma Woman and Bucket of Blood. He remained a prolific actor in his smaller roles. Over the years, Miller appeared in horror comedies like The Burbs and The Howling. I love The Burbs. As well as Jeff's mentioned Deep Space Nine and Eerie Indiana. He even lent his voice to Batman, the animated series, as Boxy Bennett. That's right. I forgot about that. He also voiced Chucky Soul in the animated film Batman Mask of the Phantasm. His last credited appearance will be in the upcoming slasher movie Hanukkah, where he'll portray (laughs) Rabbi Walter Paisley. Now, is that a reimagining of the Hanukkah? Yes. Don't get it confused, because there's been 14 Hanukkahs so far. (laughs) Really? I thought there were only eight. (laughs) Uh, Put on your yarmulkes. It's time for Hanukkah. Yay, I can't wait to not hear that song again. (laughs) On Moisha, on Herschel, on On Shlomo. There we go. I can be on that one. (laughs) Uh, Hanukkah Harry. (laughs) <laughs> Don't worry, you'll grow into them. <laughs> Stephen King has announced that he has another book set to go on sale in the fall. The book is titled The Institute. Here's the official synopsis, as it says on the book jacket. In the middle of the night, 
in a house on a quiet street. Uh, in, sub- in, yeah. <laughs> in the middle of the night. You know what? When you said in the middle of the night, all three, all four of us thought that. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff was the quickest to it. <laughs> Through the river of doubt. Oh. A house on a quiet street. <laughs> in suburban Minneapolis. Intruders silently murder Luke Ellis's parents and load him into a black SUV. The operation takes less than two minutes. Luke will wake up at the Institute Uh in a room that looks like his own, except there's no window. And outside his door are other doors, behind of which are other kids with special talents, telekinesis and telepathy, who got to this place the same way Luke did. That's telekinesis, Kyle. Kalisha. Mind bullets. (laughs) Telekalisha. How about the power to move you? (laughs) Telekali- uh, Wonder ca- Boy! Telekalisha. Telekalisha? Kalisha, Nick, George, Iris, and the 10-year-old Avery Dixon. They are Young, all, nasty man. Yes. In front half, others, Luke learns, graduated to back half. Like the Roach Motel, Kalisha says, you check in, but you don't check out. In this most sinister of institutions, the director, Mrs. Sigsby. Actually, that's Hotel California. Yeah. And her staff are ruthlessly dedicated to extracting from these children the force of their extra-normal gifts. There are no scruples here. If you go along, you get tokens for the vending machine. If you don't, punishment is brutal. As each new victim disappears to back half, Luke becomes more and more desperate to get out and get help. But no one has ever escaped from the Institute. As psychologically terrifying as Firestarter and with the spectacular kid power of it. It actually says that in the book jacket, the spectacular kid power of it the institute is stephen king's gut-wrenchingly dramatic story of good versus evil in a world where the good guys don't always win the institute goes on sale in september how do you Mm. feel about that i think stephen king can shit better novel than i can write (laughs) Mm. okay i'm very much looking forward to it it's stephen king you wrote this oh oh stephen king okay this is a book this is a book all right the Institute. The Institute. Okay, so he watched Stranger Things, and he's like, I'm going to fuck these people up. I got it. Mm. Yeah. I know what to do with this. All right. I, yeah. You know, well, but, he was like, Stranger Things, and I'm watching this new thing on FX called The Gift. Yeah. I Or Fox. What is uh, it? Yeah. I always, I, I liked a lot of his yeah. psychic phenomena shit, like uh, Firestarter. Sure. You know, it, it just, just oh, the shining is a little bit. Of yeah. That. You know, just grabbing uh, a hold of that whole 60s, 70s parapsychological and, and uh, you know, ESP shit and stuff like that. It, uh, Andy's really confused with the I'm trying, to remember the, I'm trying to remember the title of one of my favorite Stephen King books and slash Dead movies. Zone. Dead Zone. That's yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Dead Zone's got that whole. Yeah. Yeah. Thing it, going on. It, 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 I mean. You know, my mom was uh, uh, shoulders deep into that uh, in the, at the time, so a lot of that is very familiar to me. And and him just making those movies, it's cool. It's the 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 approach to it and stuff. So, but this is a book. When's the when's the? I'm sure the options of NBC sold. All Access series. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we'll be announcing that next week. All right. Stephen King now streaming service. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's one that would actually make sense and work. You know, you there's, do a Steve. There's enough movies and TV shows and yeah. shows based on his shows and right. books to adapt and and all the children of the corns. 
Don't, don't, the, don't watch the, them. They're terrible. The, the kid power of the, the children of the, kid, of the corn. The, kid, the spectacular kid power of the children of the corn. <laughs> <laughs> Groundhog Day is getting a sequel, kinda. I heard this. Tequila Works, Sony Pictures, and MWM Immersive are releasing a virtual reality experience based on the 1993 Harold Ramis-directed Bill Murray comedy about Phil Connors. A bitter news reporter finds himself living the same day over and over again in Puxatawney, Pennsylvania. Players of Groundhog Day, like father, like son, will take on the persona of Connor's son, Phil Jr., who grew up in the shadow of his renowned father, who became a local hero after his seemingly endless loop allowed him to better the lives of everyone in Gobbler's Knob. Now an adult himself. <laughs> what? what? What's wrong? What? What? I just love that name. What? What's what? Gobbler's Gobbler's Knob. Yes. yes. <laughs> We're all falling in this room. Mind you, this is the same state that has intercourse in it. Uh, has entered what? It has a town named Intercourse in it. Okay. <clears throat> well, I yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, you know, I was, you turn right there, I gobble the knob, yeah. and then you get to intercourse. Yeah, then, yeah, I was in, I lived in Pennsylvania for a year. I never had, I never went to intercourse. How, how old were you? <laughs> I was 25. Oh, you were old enough to go. Just down the road from Enel, Pennsylvania. You and know. Then, <laughs> boy, and it, ignorance is no prison time because, well, no, actually, it wouldn't have mattered. I mean, the age of consent in Pennsylvania, I found out after I left, was 16. Oh. And, and so it was like, that explains a lot of things that I saw in the place <laughs> right. that I worked. And it was just, and I was like, I'm glad I didn't know. Age of consent is 16 in Nevada, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> says don't ask guy, Andy how he knows that. Says the guy with that. a 17-year-old daughter. Yeah, he's going to say, don't <laughs> ask Andy how he knows oh. this. <laughs> <laughs> huh? <laughs> I love how I start to say that. Don't ask anyone who knows this, and he volunteers the information. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, hey, it's yeah. So okay, well, at least we don't live in wet anal clamps, North Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> Dick Miller was in uh, the Twilight Zone movie. Oh, that's right, he was. Yeah. Uh, and now, an adult himself, Phil finds himself in a loop of his own. No release date has been set. So, interactive VR experience. I don't know what it's going to be. Do you try to. Ruin the lives of all the lives your your, your father helped. Well, if you think about a, a save and reload game, that 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 is a kind of Groundhog Day thing right there. So. Yeah, the premise I, is good. I don't know how I feel about that one, but I am actually excited for the uh, Happy Death Day to you. Oh yes, I saw the trailer, the last movie I went to, and was first of all didn't know that there was a sequel coming, and when I saw the trailer, I'm like, this actually looks pretty good. So uh, and and I love how they're kind of taking it back to the same storyline as the the first film, and she's just like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, that's a good movie. It's gonna be fun. Let's do some red light, green light, gentlemen. Wait a minute, green light. You're not gonna you're not gonna do the 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 the. It's not me. Yes, it's you, it's me. you <laughs> idiots. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, we uh, we had a musical interlude there that uh, we could barely go. hear. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I like the one, remember the one time he had his camera there. Yeah. It's like flashing. Yeah. Not me. Oh wait. <laughs> I want to continue with the show, but my heart can't. Thank you. <laughs>
Um, uh, on uh, Geek and Sundry, you've been seeing advertisements for a, a subscription-based uh, channel called um, Alpha. Alpha.com, I think it is. Yes. And um, they have a number of shows that will be exclusive to it. And one of the ones they announced was a D a new D&D live stream, like Fun. Critical Role. Okay. <clears throat> this is being uh, game mastered by Deborah Ann Wall, who was Karen Page in Daredevil. And she's apparently been into D&D for a long time, and she was kind of like, you know, at, at first she, she was like, I don't know if I want to, you know, talk about this publicly and everything, but now that D&D is sweeping Hollywood... Uh, she actually has her own little series. And it was really amazing when they showed the lineup of some of their first players. Because huh. they're going... Uh, uh, a lot of people, of course, will instantly pick up on Kevin Smith. Mm -hmm. But Charlie Cox, who plays really? Daredevil, will be in there. And uh, Simone Missick, who plays Misty Knight, is also going to be... Okay, see, that makes sense now. Because I, I got a little video clip like say things that you might be interested in when I was yeah. scrolling through my news feeds and I saw the quick flash of her and Charlie Cox and all these people and then and, and then I thought I saw a D and D setup, but I was yeah. I, I didn't go back to it because I was reading other things. It's really weird to see these recognizable people talking about I'm going to be playing a halfling but but you know, it's just it's very bizarre. But obviously her uh, her Daredevil connection, her Marvel Netflix connection paid off and she brought him in. It's yeah. it's going to it's going and apparently well, they'll be like, rotating through all sorts of stars. It's not like they have another episode of Daredevil to work on. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, really, they got time. But yeah, it's uh well, you know, it's D and D too, because wouldn't it be great if they did champions? <laughs> because yeah, superheroes. Super. Okay. So anyway. But uh yeah. It's it, uh, you know I'll be playing a blind lawyer. Yeah, really. <laughs> not not many superpowers. It's a blind lawyer. <laughs> just, yeah. a, just a blind lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. A blind ninja warrior. Oh man, that was actually a really funny bit in the uh, Iron Fist. They get a police call and it's a code six one six, which is a uh, uh, crime that involves superpowers. Is that what a six one six is? Six one six is the Marvel main universe number. Oh, Earth six one six. Cute. Is. That's adorable. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I love that. I love that stuff. A nice little touch. I, I wouldn't have known if you didn't tell me. <laughs> All right, guys. Red light, green light. I got some of these uh, new pictures across my desk. Uh, we got to see if we want these things to go forward or not. All right. First one, red light, green light. CBS has ordered a pilot for a drama series. <laughs> red light. Red fucking light. <laughs> what? What? What'd I say? CBS. What? I didn't say it was going on the access. It's going on. Maybe something going on CBS. Um, maybe. Maybe it's on may the freeze. No, it's going on CBS All Access. Maybe. Is that what your representative told the congressional committee when they were talking about this? Depends how much money we throw behind this thing. Uh-huh. Uh, if we throw the money. We don't even know. It's not getting anything from Rage House Studios. <laughs> <laughs> Maple Rage House. No, no. Just, just Rage House Studios. Maple. Rage, Rage House I, I don't Studios. Know. I like Maple Rage. I was going to say Maple Rage sounds pretty fun. Yeah. That's just it. Maple Rage, Matt. <laughs> Maple Rage is the best Krispy Kreme donut ever. Ooh. <laughs> so what is it? Like uh, maple syrup and uh, Tabasco combined together? No, it's just, it's just That's maple, a voodoo donut Maple right syrup there. and anger. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here's no, your damn donut. No, some <laughs> syrup. He's so angry. No, Carolina <laughs> Reaper pepper. Oh yeah. No. <laughs> that would there be you right. You're absolutely right. Comes with complimentary glass of milk, <laughs> which doesn't do a damn bit of good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Our lawyers made us do this part. <laughs> All right, CBS has ordered a pilot for a drama series called Frankenstein. Oh, shit. Yeah, I saw this. But the twist here is that Off Told Tale is the proposed series is going to take place in the present and follows a San Francisco homicide detective who is killed in the line of duty, then mysteriously resurrected to keep solving crimes. <laughs> He's duty. a mad scientist. He and his wife, however, know that something is off. And he's changed somehow, so they decide to investigate the man responsible for the cop's return, a fellow named Victor Frankenstein. Doctor yeah. Victor Frankenstein. The, the wife figures it out because he has an enormous schwanstucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's a mad scientist. He's a reanimated corpse. They're detectives. <laughs> the pilot's being penned by Jason Tracy, who has written for Elementary and Burn Notice. And will be aimed at next fall's lineup. So, yeah, it's going on the, the channel, not all access. A short-lived 2015 series on Fox called Second Chance, which was also titled Frankenstein at one point, had a similar premise. Hmm. I thought it sounded familiar. With the solving well, solve crimes Frankenstein? Yeah. Frankenstein. But it's a police procedural. Was this a Joe Pesci movie? No. Joe Piscopo movie. <laughs> <laughs> that, you're, you're thinking oh, you son heat. of a bitch I really, <laughs> what am I some kind of clown are you <laughs> is this an undead clown huh do I make you laugh as my limb falls oh. off Show Joe Piscopo <laughs> Joe Piscopo should be happy that anybody Bishop mentioned him <laughs> oh wow Joe Piscopo has made some choices yes <laughs> I once made fun of Tim Kazarinski in the paper and then Found out Tim Kazmierski has a pe uh, angry fan base. Oh wow! <laughs> wow, does he now? Yeah. <laughs> Joe Piscopo was at the Star Trek convention this summer. Of course he was. Was he now? Yeah. Is he still all swole? Uh, he's he's gained some weight. That's all I'm gonna say. He's gained some on weight. his muscles. No. No. Oh. <laughs> all right. Treat so Williams. It's Treat Williams and uh, right. <laughs> Treat Williams, yeah. Are we gossiping now? Yeah. Yeah. No, go uh, <laughs> Pisco and Treat Williams in Dead Heat. In Dead I don't remember who the co-star was. But I think it's it Treat Williams. <laughs> Water cooler with Andy. Oh my God. Jeff, you'll never guess who gained weight. Joe Piscopo, you should see him now. Not as much as Joe Pesci. That guy's huge. <laughs> Frankenstein, red like red. Blue. I already told oh. you, red, red. Yes. Yeah, I'm reading it. Red. Oh wow. Yep, you're right. It was Treat Williams. Oh my god. <laughs> Andy Donnan, you're right. <laughs> it was Treat. We I don't know what I was saying earlier. So so what Treat Williams gained weight? What are we <laughs> what are we talking about? We're talking forty pounds. I don't know I don't know what he's been doing to himself, but he obviously hasn't been exercising. Maple Rage Donuts. Yep. Ah, of course, of course. <laughs> Maple Rage. I'd like real Jeff. Uh, you love your procedurals. I do love my procedurals, but I mean, it sounds like an interesting premise. Does it? Does it really? <laughs> I, 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 I want to want to like it, but no. It sounds like a gender swapped eye zombie. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say red light. Oh, for fuck's sake, Andy! 
You and your connections. I yeah. zombie sounds like fucking. Oh yeah. Just read. Yeah, I could see where the girl eats the brains and gains the memories. And she's the, dead. Yeah. <laughs> okay. She's, she's so dead. That's, people the, that's, the, going on. that's, that's the connection it. right there. That's she's it. Dead. That's it. It's not original because you know, dead. Dead. How did I know this was going to go red? I just had a feeling. All right, right let's do the next one. Right? The next one, uh, small, but uh, maybe there's enough information there to give us some thoughts. Uh, Universal Cable Production is developing a series based on the horror anthology Ice Cream Man from Image Comics. Much in the same realm as The Twilight Zone and Tales from the Crypt, the book created by W. Maxwell Prince has the titular Ice Cream Man tell tales of human nature and the sometimes cruel fate that accompanies it. Ice Cream Man, anthology horror. Stop him while you're passing by. Yeah. Um, sure, green light. I'm, I'm, I'm in an anthology horror movie mood. Let's go for it. A lot of horror anthologies in the last year. They, they are, they're piling up. I like I like the, the the ice cream guy telling it. I like the the one narrator explaining the story. That's kind of I like that premise. It's, it's it's been done a bunch of times. But I like the premise. All right, all right. Although I could just see the uh, yeah. Uh, I, I, I like the story, sir. But could I, could I please have my ice cream? I was uh, have to agree with you until you started stuttering there. But I'll still agree with you. So green light it. Use your I like that premise too. Oh, and then you lost my studio. After the thing is, she was intentionally part. stuttering, but we couldn't tell for a second. Mm. <laughs> I. I uh, Ice cream man. I think Ring that it would have been great about you know if you got uh, the writer was James Gunn from five years ago. Huh. I don't think we're gonna get him, but uh, I think yeah, that's yeah, a great idea. A waste of a time machine. Send him back in time so he can write old stuff. Pedophile jokes. Ice cream man. Uh, Nobody gets it's me. A, it's a deep. Dive. Nobody gets uh. me. Yeah, that's a deep cut. <laughs> deep cuts. I'm just. He's I'm so far beyond these people now with my jokes. <laughs> uh, eh, green light, sure. Right. Our anthology, whatever. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, give sure, Andy something green to light. do when he All can't right. sleep. Exciting green lights. No, I, I'm like, uh, I'm with you with that, Andy. If for ha- a good anthology, you have to have an anchoring premise, mm-hmm. and you can't just have random stories out there. Things fall apart. Even if you don't have a theme across the stories, if you have yourself a crypt keeper to tell the stories, that's your anchor. Oh, yeah, you're right. Red light, because it's been done before. If we could only have have one of these horror anthologies, though, it's going to be Night Gallery. That's my favorite premise to tie them together. Exactly. You have to have a gimmick. And the Ice Cream Man, obviously, is a good enough gimmick to make this pass a green. You got to have a hook. All right. Red light, green light. Stampede Ventures, the media company formed by former Warner Brothers president Greg Silverman, has just optioned the film and television rights to Sam Marsden's debut novel, Under Glass. The futuristic thriller is set in a colony on Mars and centers on Ava Knight, a 17-year-old daughter of the colony's president. Ava hates living on Mars and dreams of escaping to Earth. When Martian government executes her brother publicly, Ava must choose between accepting her mother's path for her as, as becoming a future dictator or joining the resistance. Hmm. There you go. Under glass, red light, green light. Revolution on Mars. It's already been done. Total recall, red light. <laughs> resistance is futile. 
I'll say green light. Free Mars, Wade. We need, Free Mars. We need tons, <laughs> tons Wade. of resistance and revolution series right now. Yes, I agree. He just won me over green light. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a strong argument. There you go. And as we know, Mars and Earth can never get along, so green light. There you go. I'm Expanse from yep. Earth. Jeff. Well, you got well, I mean, the earthers. You got there. three reds or three greens already, so, so it doesn't matter what I say. That's right. Um, so, so non-committal works. Are you? In fact, are you I red, want this series like retitled "Fuck Jeff." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It just didn't uh, in the know, red Martian sand. The description didn't didn't grab me. But uh, what? You're about a sci-fi kind of guy. What? I am a sci-fi kind of guy, but the description just I thought was kind of blah. I say bullshit. Didn't sound that exciting. <laughs> Is I it mean, the political angle? Is it the seventeen-year-old girl? Oh no! In Nevada, all of the above. Girl. Okay, okay, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> he just looks. <laughs> I just thought of pitch meetings. I'm at that age where I have to choose between becoming a dictator oh. or becoming a part of the resistance. I don't know. I mean, how <laughs> frame it like that? I guess it's mood at this point. But sh- why not? Green light, fine. <laughs> I'd still, wow. I still say it. It, it sounded kind of blah to me. Dragged in the sand. You're dying, aren't do it, you? Do it, Martian do it, do it, do it, do it, no. do it, no, nope. do it. Oh, okay. If fine. I if I don't want to do not it, on he's here, not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, how about this one? Red light, green light. The CW is working on a humorous and female. Red light. <laughs> you had me at C, and then you didn't at W. Okay. Oh, come on. Wow. They, they put Strong out some good things statement. lately. A letter too far. <laughs> <laughs> the last 10 years of the CW has been pretty good. Yeah. But the 17-year-old girl didn't get you, but the CW shows do. Huh? I'm still keeping an okay. open mind. All right. Read the I didn't shut it down as soon as they said CW. Okay. <laughs> you might as well have said streaming if you're red lighting it before he even gets to the description. <laughs> <laughs> He issued me to move forward. Yeah. <laughs> you know the uh, pitch meeting things that we love? The, uh, yeah. They, the they, had their, they had their uh, 100th episode. They did a pitch meeting about pitch meeting. Oh, yeah. wow. That was very it funny. It was hilarious. Nice. Oh, that's fun. Self-deconstruction there. And they, actually, they pointed out one of the tricks they do, which I hadn't caught until they pointed out, which is they overlap the audio. So you, you're hearing you're hearing the other one talk while you're looking at the, yeah, to make it look like it's, yeah. Oh, yeah. CW is working on a humorous and female-centric adaptation of Oscar Wilde's late 19th century novel, The Picture of Dorian Gray. Hmm. Revolving around the titular character, the book tells the story of a hedonistic man who sells his soul in exchange for eternal youth. However, every one of his misdeeds is reflected in a beautifully rendered portrait of himself, which ages and turns ugly with the passage of time. Wonder Brothers Television is spearheading the comedic adaptation alongside writer Marissa Coughlin, who is, a writer, who is in Super Troopers 2, and producer Len Goldstein of Heart of Dixie. Coughlin's story is about a woman that sold her soul to the devil 50 years ago for the same benefits that Dorian Gray got They're in the coming book. coming for you, Andy. When her sins catch up to her all these years later, she's ready to die, <laughs> but must first make up for every single one of them. Still a red light. Red light, green light. Red from did, the Matt Man. Grab me, I'll say green. And I, I, I couldn't focus on it. Just red. I just. 
he saw red. It, it's uh when he opened it, up the it, door. It, it's uh he uh, saw red. What's his name? Uh, my name is Earl. You know yeah, that's where my that's, brain that's goes. That's what I was kind of thinking too. But you still, know? that could be fun. It's like that whole car. My, my name is Early and Gray. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> my name is Earl Gray. Hot. <laughs> Earl Gray. Black. <laughs> or whatever. No, hot. Hot, no, hot yeah. Wow. Um, I'll give it a green. All right. So it, could, it could be interesting. I was going to say red, but I decided to go green when you said titular. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to keep that in all these then. Yeah. That's yeah. all it takes. Um, whatever really, touches you, sir. Whatever touches you. I really <laughs> liked what they did with Dorian Gray in League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. That was fun. Um, it'd be fun if they brought that that element into this that you can't really be hurt because you've got a painting that gets hurt for you. That's it's interesting. But I don't, being this comedic atonement show, I don't really see that being the, the action adventure need for yeah, a but yeah, you could, you could pain do like, interception. Cut, well, Roadrunner Coyote stuff where she'd fall off a cliff and come up, oh man. Uh, is Hayden Panettiere free? Yes. Yes, she is. All right. She was the cheerleader in Heroes. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Okay. Sorry, another deep cut. I'm I'm sorry. For yeah, that. it's too good for us. I'm just <laughs> as far as I know, that show Nashville here. she was in is done and over with. So, yeah. so yeah, she's, yeah, she's probably like free. a con- she's a country uh, sorry? music sorry? actress. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh clip it, clip it, someone clip it. What? Clip it right there. You were like, she's like a cunt. Tree. Yeah. No, there was a pause. But you paused and then said country after you said the, the first part. Hey, hey, I, I, I feel for you because I, you know, had the whole Captain Crunch thing that went wrong many, many years ago. That's right. So this is not. I sympathize. This is not cunt berries. (laughs) (laughs) And and what killed me on cunt berries was you kept saying it, and eventually I could hear Paul and Todd starting to lose it, and that's when I started laughing. And that's when you buried yourself. I wasn't the one that kept it going. It was Paul. Because you kept saying cunt berries. No, I didn't. He kept saying that. I don't know. I got to believe uh, Kay's story. <laughs> Run the tape. Oh, shit. Anyway. Uh, red light, green light. The Jim Henson Company. Green light. Reportedly has joined production on the new live action series that imagines what the world would be like if dinosaurs had never gone extinct. The studio is working on a new fantasy project called Knights of Pantera, taken from the lore of Dino Knights, a children's book series by author and screenwriter Jeff Norton. The show reportedly will unfold in the fantastical fictional town of Brim, where four young friends must band together to save their people from an evil invasion. Zach Lipkowski from Mech X4 will direct the series from a script co-written by San Ruano, did Killjoys and Lost Girl and Rachel Langer, who did Ghost Wars and the Bleckley Circle, San Francisco. I, I don't know that one at all. All right. Are the Dino di- Knights. Are the dinosaurs like evolved talking dinosaurs or are they like mounts? Uh, Knights of Pantera. I'm going to guess they're more on the mounts side of things. I, I don't I, know for sure, but that's a guess. I assume we don't have the tech we have now because they wouldn't stand a chance. Who, yeah, says not as, who says we're fighting the dinosaurs? They might be friends. Oh, come on. Yeah. Come on. There's you can't, gonna, you can't it, reason with a raptor. It's, it's, it's going to be like the, the one you didn't of, even know was there comes in 
and then across the belly. It's like the Dragon Riders uh, of, of Pern. Is, is that an electric company song? You can uh, reason with a raptor. It's uh, uh, it's by Pantera. Yes, by Pantera. <laughs> oh. I hope she's free. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Are you free? Uh, Write to us. Comments at uh, uglycouchshow.com. Or always wait, reasonably priced. Yeah, we didn't red light or green light Yeah, we didn't red light or green light that one. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? It's so dumb. Green light. Green light. Dinosaurs. Green light. Sure, green light. Merchandising. It's Jim Henson. Merchandising. 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 Didn't Jim Henson do dinosaurs back in the late 80s? Yes. Was that there? Not the mama. Yeah. Yes. There you go. So they've already got stuff in storage ready to go. Now you just add kids and there you go. Green light. Yeah. Perfect. And until next week, I am Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Fact-checked Andy. Maple Rage Matt. And we'll yeah! And we'll talk to you next week in Geek. This, so, this weekend is LVO. I like that. LVO? <laughs> Las Vegas Open, the big Warhammer oh, it tournament. it is this weekend. That's right. That is this weekend, and Friday, an, Saturday, Sunday. There's another convention coming up, too, that's um, <laughs> a toy and a comic convention. Oh, where's that? Uh, it's... I don't know. That's coming up in a couple, like a month or two. Okay, gold, gold <laughs> okay. fight. That's the gold um, fight. I was thinking it was like at the same. No, time. no. I'll, wait, I'll, I'll wait, find... no. Don't forget the the the, the uh, this summer. There's gonna. <laughs> I believe he's referring to Vegas Toy Con, which I believe is in March. Okay, so Vegas I will look right. it up to be Coming-ish. sure. Oh yes, I always go to that one. That's right. Yeah. So if you're in Vegas into the War Games thing, LVO at Bally's. They have Punch oh, and John L- at Vegas Toy Con. LVO. Mm. Is really Poncho John going to be there? Yep. Wow. Eric Estrada. At LVO? And, uh, yes. They, no. Uh, no at, at yeah, the they're Vegas both, Toy Con. Yeah, they're both uh, fans of the corn. <laughs> so, <laughs> Sweet Victory, the the SpongeBob song that they didn't play at the, the Super Bowl. Did anybody follow that thing? What? No. <laughs> somebody saw um, a clip. News you have no idea about. Somebody was, was like peeking at the uh, dress rehearsal. And they saw SpongeBob show up on the uh, big screens. He and showed it, up in there, but it it was supposed to be the tribute to the 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 was it the creator, the creator that died? who died? Yeah, right. Yeah. But I guess it, did Maroon Five actually do that song or something? Or no? What's the why? They why didn't, was, they, they thanks didn't for reminding any, me that that happened. They didn't do any actual. You know, the, one of the worst halftime shows I've seen in a long. This time. is how the nipples came up too, by the way. But. Uh, yeah, I guess basically <laughs> they did the a... The look of confusion on your face was priceless. I love to, it. To Keep do it an coming. introduction Andy, to the next, Go. the next performer, they did a clip up on the video boards yeah. of uh, an, uh, an introduction clip from Spongebob. But, but so people were theorizing they were going to do this, this Sweet Victory song, which is like a big thing you could do with a brass band. I, they, had a, they had a band there with drums. Yeah. They didn't have any brass that I could tell. No. <laughs> ah, that oh, sounds so perfect. Yes. yes, son, you ain't got no brass. <laughs> yep, they found the brass. That's hole. your fucking problem, country music singer. <laughs> 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 <laughs>